The Cleveland Moto Podcast is brought to you by Moto Stories with Unky Phil, a YouTube series. Go watch, subscribe. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Cleveland Moto Podcast. We are at episode number 344. Light them up. Ah. Yeah, I just think, thanks to John, I can't light him up. I can only tinkle my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm drinking rum drinks tonight. Nice. Mm. Which, John, would like to thank all of the listeners and people that have actually taken yes. heed to the fact that we have enough bourbon brown right, liquor, right, but yeah. we liken the rum brown liquor. We have oh, rum yeah. brown liquor now, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. We have, thank we have, you. We have rum in both flavors. Rum, <laughs> br- brown, and clear. Brown and clear. <laughs> no spiced rum, though. I thought you know we had what? some spiced rum left over. Before. Yeah, we don't have any spiced rum. It's just kind of like, it became this thing where it's like having spiced rum was kind of like, you got spiced rum, dick. You know, like everybody became so purist about stuff that it was like, oh, spiced rum is like bad. Yeah. You know? but Not, not in my world. Not in my world. There's no plen- there are plenty of drinks that benefit from spiced rum. Hello. So I love the pirate. So the pirate rum... They're, they've always done a good job of display. Pirate Pirate has always given you your money's worth in just packaging. P-Y-R-A-T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pirate Rum. Pirate Rum usually has a little Buddha on it. And it's, you know, it's Caribbean That's Rum, cool. so it's legit. And this is the Hoti, the Zen patron saint and protector of fortune tellers and bartenders. So All right. Hoti, the, <laughs> the patron saint of fortune tellers and bartenders. I like how automatically bartenders and fortune tellers are in the same fucking category. Sure, sure. As they should be. Get the same patron saint. And it's why does it got to be you guys morbidly obese? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Hmm. He's an official member Ooh. of the podcast. Yeah, that's except for us. He's officially in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. The uh, Yeah. So one of our podcast listeners uh, was nice enough to chime in immediately. He must know that what time he must have figured out our schedule. Ah, ooh. so now uh, what he's what he says is, and I think this is brilliant, uh, is cuffing season. <laughs> <laughs> Learn so he, something new every time. So he he literally because we dropped the new episode today four hours ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we he dropped it today. He just spent two hours with us, and now yeah, he's... Right, and he said, he's like, cuffing season, huh? Learn something new. Learn new shit every week. <laughs> so that's a Cleveland Moto top tip. Yep. Yeah. Cuffing season. There you, you learn, go. And you learn new shit every fucking week. And it's true, right? I mean, yep. that's that's a big deal for us. And so, speaking of cuffing season, Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped. <laughs> so, guys, um, for the worldwide, you know, so the week late weather report for the rest of the country. So Cleveland's weather report, one week late. For the rest of the country, remember last week or two hours ago when we dropped that podcast and we were talking about it's the perfect temperature outside, not a single mosquito (laughs) in the air. We were sitting around the table, just kind of enjoying Mother Nature. And uh, in seven days, Mother Nature said, fuck you, I'm going full London on this shit because (laughs) it is British outside. It is 54 and 100% humidity. Without giving you the fucking dignity of be actually being rain. Three inches of rain, though. It's just mist moving sideways. Yeah. yeah. Only a schmuck would ride to the podcast yeah. on a night like And tonight. yet I heard you show up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Apparently, Schmuck, Schmucky McSchmuckerson showed up on his loud machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I louded it a you little. You louded it a little. It <laughs> well, got louder. That's the only time Lucas Electronics operate is that's in the true. rain. You have extra conductivity. <laughs> right. It drops the resistance dramatically by yeah. having that. So what did you do to loud to enlouden it? Uh, <laughs> to enlouden it. <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I was snorting around on eBay, and I found two brand new chrome emigo fucking shorty fucking whatever triumph fucking you know muffler cans or whatever that's, for 50 that's bucks three, that's three fuckings right in there yeah <laughs> for 50 bucks he couldn't pass it up so i ordered them they showed up in a day yeah oh yeah and so i'm like i work from home today so i took a extended lunch for a minute are these the slash cuts or the turnouts no they're like kind of like legit like yeah. they have like what do you call them like the the cone the reverse cone yeah, so they reverse have little, cone megaphones. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But they yeah. have the snout and everything on the back of them. And right stuff. On. So they look legit. Yeah. Um, and I put them on, and and uh, here's the thing: I think whoever had the bike before me had those on and jetted it for it. Oh, because now it runs. Because now it's happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we all know that. So point to the doll where the man touched you. Uh, no, 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 no. Third one's in. Third one's in the long like the, these ones. Yeah. Those ones. Yep. That's a really long reverse cone. Yeah, it's nice. It's it, it, it really doesn't look too much different than the pea shooters. But like it's, on a Thruxton. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like 50% louder. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it went yeah. from like a sewing machine that had a zzz noise. Yeah. It was like zzz, zzz, to now it sounds like a, a Harley with an extra cylinder. I mean, at the risk of being a fucking chode, it sounds good. Like when you pulled yeah. up, it sounds like it doesn't sound fast. No, 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 no. But it sounds good. It doesn't sound like a slappy Harley either, like the loud, ridiculous, like, you know, like you're... No, that, ex- that exhaust would make an eight-year-old roll his windows down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, like, that's like teenage boner fuel. Yeah. Like, it does sound, like, it sounds appropriately, it sounds appropriately muscular. Right. Right. But, but here's the fun part about this. Yeah. So what they don't tell you when you're, especially with like, obviously it's a hinky triple at the back thing. So it has two into one and one into one, right? right exactly. So the one into one yeah. is about an eighth inch smaller than yes, the two is. into one. That's right. So you have to, there's a lot of adjusting with the, well, the so, stuff. Call it. So yeah. people that don't know are people that never have bought an MGO pipe before. So MGO stands for, Emma go on just fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But to their yeah. credit, yeah. all right, yeah. they included three different collars. Three sets of spacers right. that interlock with each other like Russian nesting dolls. And yeah. they won't leak because no, each one's cut a different thing, and it's yeah. wiggly. Exactly. So, like, as you squeeze it, the gas can't yeah. go. Oh, it's fucking great. Oh, it makes a labyrinth feel. Yeah, you're there talking. You go. You're talking to a guy that right now has that exhaust that you paid 50 bucks a piece for? On everything? Well, I got 12 of them in the back room. Oh, there. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call me next time. Okay. <laughs> so, I didn't know you'd stack that. Oh, well, when it comes to making Moto Guzzi's lousers. No, but 50 lousers, for two, though. Two. Damn it. No, I can't touch that. Right. Yeah, that's I, MC Hammer. Yeah, no, it's 50 bucks for two. Yeah. That's why I bought it. No, I mean, you see, Dennis Kirk gets $74.60 a pop, a pop for those. Yeah, no, right? no, no, no. Yeah. No, it was 50 bucks. Right. Some guy bought them and said, oh, they're too loud. No. I had oh. them on the bike for four seconds. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So He's 50, right. Yeah. You know, because you put that on expecting that it would still be EPA compliant, and it's not. Right. But right. what I didn't yeah. realize is he was in Highland Heights, Ohio. So when I bought them on eBay, he huh. was like, I'll ship them today. And then they showed up today, like yesterday and wow. then today. I love that. I'll ship them today. Or you could just stop by. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Up. Right, exactly. I didn't know. Well, that's, I mean, so, you know, we made uh, we made a, a huge. <laughs> 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 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this time it's not the sound guy making noise. Well, okay, no. We've entered a Michael very... Was wait, his face. Wait, can I show my hands and make sure that everybody knows that yeah. wasn't me? Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that because apparently Cleveland Moto Podcast has entered a whole new fucking thing and I don't like it. Fuck you guys. Again, you're about, you're about 11 seconds away from doing this like... You know, <laughs> Phil Light. You know, <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're gonna be like, oh, wow, that podcast really sounds good when there's only six people and no Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to my immediate left. <laughs> and by the way, to my immediate left, Dan Kramke, who Whoa. has done nothing so far but give positive content and pirate <laughs> rum and didn't make stupid noises. So Dan already gets the 100 points. All right. And to his left, a fucking dickhead. Oscar. <laughs> Soundboard Oscar. Ooh, dude, he's got that. That's a different day. That wasn't me. Way to pick. Yeah. No, I, I like when Steve does show up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking assholes. Yeah. yeah. This is I, right, right now. Knock just got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> fucking knock. Yeah. Knock just went, oh, yeah, my people. Yeah. All right. And to his left. Sleeping. No, no. Oscar can introduce himself because. Oh, no, oh, I no, thought he was done. We no, want to make sure that everyone understands that tonight's Foley artist. <laughs> it's Oscar. Just lost fucking seven listeners. Dang it. That's all my seven accounts that <laughs> signed up surreptitiously. That's it. Yeah. Wizards, wizardsleave at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah leaky sphincter at gmail.com. Yeah, that's me. I'm gone. Forget it. I just unsubscribed. The Patreon just went negative. It's yeah. exactly yeah. it. I'm going to have to close down my three Patreon accounts. Asking for money. And to his left, riding the unnaturally loud Triumph Triple. Uh, Steve Sleepy. I'm go just fine on there. Yep, that's and, it. And I'm still rocking my... Uh, $43 frog togs for the rain gear and yeah. it still works yeah. five years so, later. Yeah. That, so. that, you know what? The the best thing ever about rain gear for people like us who live where we do and don't ride when it rains unless we absolutely get stuck. Right. It's good. Like you don't need an arrow stitch suit. Mm-mm. You just need a set of fucking, you know, whatever they had at Kmart or. Well, you, you got know. a whole bag of them over there. I do. Yeah. 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 I got a whole bag of them. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we, we sell the piss out of those. So people like They're them. They're great. Yeah, they're and basically Tyvex with a, a suit. It's a Tyvex suit in a different color. Yeah, you know, it's basically it'll get the job done. It works it, though. You can go seventy miles an hour into rain and you don't get wet. It kills me how effective those things are mm-hmm. at just pr- protecting you from the water. Right. Yeah. From one thing. That's it. Uh, yeah, we will talk a little bit later about somebody who didn't get protected from water, but that's a story for another story. Okay. So, uh, so and then to his immediate left, Steve Hoffer, and you did ride today as well. Yes, I rode my. Simba, because I love my Simba. I don't have a fucking Foley trick for that, do you? Yeah, right. No, right. No, You're see, the see, sexiest see. man alive on a Simba. Lion King going on, perhaps? Uh, but but that is... Uh, he's looking, he's looking. Because, he's our, because our customers, our listeners, our listener, uh, probably doesn't know... <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Cameron, fucking Christ! Oh my God! That's it. That's it. That was the last one. That's Camaro. Yeah. All right. If you believe, if you believe that, yeah. yeah. I don't believe that for, for a now. second. The run hasn't taken hold. Yeah. 
So if you're looking up at our screen right now behind us, you'll see that, you know, Sim Simba is basically, it's a, it's a Honda Super Cub. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a Honda Cub. It's a step through. But what makes the bike a little bit different is the bike does have telescopic front forks, which when the Simba came out, you know, there were some other Vietnamese bikes and some Chinese bikes that were Honda, you know, Super Cub clones. Uh, but they have still had the old school leading link uh, suspension on them. And so when the Simba came out, it has, you know, it's got a stiffer or a stronger front suspension, meaning it has normal telescopic forks, right? Uh, Steve says he has plans for a single leaf spring front suspension that he'd like to put on it. <laughs> He's spent really? too much time looking at those bikes from the early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's truly, it's the most efficient system. It's just one single what is leaf the, He was looking up, what is the percentage of vintage bike to new bike that you can have and still do that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how many parts? How many parts per million can your bike be modern? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So if the frame is 1929, right? How much of the rest of the motorcycle mm-hmm. has to also be 1929? Yeah. He'll be like the the Germans that cheated on the road bike racing, Sitcha. where they put an electric Sitcha. motor into the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll have like a Henderson motor, but it'll have a fucking Sim motor inside oh, of it. All <laughs> the frame tubes will just be lithium. It'll just be just acres of lithium hidden inside the frames, and right. then a little spool motor in the back. Yeah, that's exactly. And a sound system to, to yeah. go. <laughs> and then just leaks oil that you fill occasionally. Yeah. It's just his piss jar that he lets go when he fucking shows up somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, so Steve Hoffer did get, you know, the officially the best color, the best color of Simba, which is the baby blue, yeah. uh, the baby blue and white, because it screams retro. Even the saddles, even the saddles, are are, are treated like saddle shoes. Like mm-hmm. you know, the joke is in you know, saddle shoes, right? Well, these things, the saddles are black and white, you know, so they look retro. Yep. Um, that's, I mean, that's another thing that's just like... Beautiful. It's You'd a beautiful bike. pulling into yeah. the sock hop on that thing. Now, so, the trick is, if you see a dude at a light riding a baby blue Simba, right, you're like, I want to I want to beat him up. But his dick is probably huge because he's undercompensating like a motherfucker. Like, this is the opposite of a Harley Davidson with flames on it. What right? year is it? That's what back back in the wheelie days. Back in the wheelie days, I I had a Vanson pink, like a hundred percent pink leather, and it said on the bottom, it said "fuck around and find out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, the reason you had a pink Vanson. Meanwhile, is, I'm a giant pussy, but it kept me right. from fighting anybody. And and, <laughs> and the pink Vanson is always on the closeout shelf. Yes. It so is. what do we got? We got a pink Vanson, size triple extra girthy. <laughs> right. So we made one of these for. 50% off. And, and wait a second. Uh, she never came and picked up her order, Liza. Weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. So, oh, hey. Sh- shots fired. <laughs> okay, I'm warming up. I'm warming up to that thing. Got right. him. Maybe I'm warming up. I, I got to pick him better, but, 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 but maybe I'm warming up to it just a little bit. All right. He's I'm, here all week. Yeah. <laughs> try the veal. Tip to waitress. Oh. <laughs> Don't try the veal. I must say that the only time anybody's ever called me anything was on my yellow passport. Really? They called you what? Yeah. You know. Buttercup. They call you fag? Yeah. They called you fag really? for riding a yellow passport. But it was it was like 30 degrees out. Yeah. I was in shorts. Right. I was on um, Madison where you turn on the Hilliard in the yeah. turning lane. Yeah. The guy pulls up next to me and calls me a fag. Now, wait a second. I will call attention to the fact out. that you are in Lakewood, Ohio, the second highest concentration of homosexuals in these United States, right? Second highest concentration in the U.S. of homosexuals. And you got called a fag. Were they in a Dodge Ram pickup truck? 
No, he was in like a Kia or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe maybe it was a term of endearment. Like, hey, fan. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was hitting on you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You just or maybe soon. maybe he wasn't hitting on you. Maybe he was checking. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe he went fag. <laughs> Question did it, go, did, it, did it go up at the end like he's a Canadian? Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember? There's a, guy, a comedian named Bob Nelson. Back in the day, he did the football thing with the balloons in his shoulders and everything. I don't know. Yeah, no. but he also did a thing about dude, where he's like, in California, dude is one word. Right. It's like an Eskimo word, yeah. where he's like, it could be like dude. Like, what's up? Or, dude, what's up? And he's like, dude? Right. Is there a killer in your closet? Like, he had all these different, like... (laughs) That's what George Carlin said a long time ago. Fuck was the most most versatile word in the world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Because you could say, like, yeah, the the Hawaiians do the same thing with shaka. Oh, yeah. So, like, they'll throw a shaka out, and a shaka can mean anything. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just universal. It it one hundred percent. Gobble nibble chew nipple pussy hair pie finger fuck screw. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Was George Carlin? Yeah, yeah. Like he oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Ring a tang tit. And the seven words you're not allowed to say. Right. On on TV. Goddamn shit, motherfucking tits. Right. Yeah. So that's that's fucking pretty cool that you brought the Simba out, man. So rock on with the bad self. Um, that and then the spirit too of it's cold as fuck out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John, Johnny Mac. That's right. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, shit, we're there. I really, I, when I said John, I thought you were going to say end to his left. Yeah, <laughs> I never got the end to he my didn't get left. His prompt. Yeah, Chris Smith. And Chris Smith and Chris Smith, who took a break last week to have uh, some oral surgery. <laughs> Periodontical surgery. Periodontical surgery. So apparently a trap was set for me, though. Wait, so they were working strictly in your perineum? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where they started. (laughs) Ouch. That's unfortunate. Also last week, Smith let a joke just fly over his head so hard. Because he said, oh, I'm having mouth surgery and it's going to be numb. I said, bring your numb mouth up here, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, he totally didn't get that. It was like, oh. I'm pretty sure Mrs. Smith had dibs on that. Show yeah. up with numb <laughs> mouth. Yeah. No Woo-hoo. shit. <laughs> yeah, so- I feel like I was set up, though, because somebody put this radley thing of beef jerky in front of me that says, eat me, podcasters. Well, that was, <laughs> oh, that, that, that was full. Right. And then Smith brought it out and ate the whole bag. Well, can you give me? That. I'd like to try it since we're supposed it's to eat good. it. I want to make sure if it's going to affect one of us, it's going to affect all of us. I don't us. know where it came from. Was it a podcast? In case listener? these have been roofied, I don't know. <laughs> I think James bought it and didn't like it. Oh, it's in James's handwriting. Yeah, because okay. that was—that's why it says "Eat Me, Podcasters" in James's handwriting. Because <laughs> right. he's like, you know what? Eat I've me. had just about enough of this shit. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> he knows if anything is left here. It will be It'll consumed be eaten, yeah. by all of oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the critters. We have eaten <laughs> so much shit out of that kitchen that we're not supposed to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My staff has pretty much given up on the idea of ever having food out there that's any right. good. <laughs> on Thursday. Who ate? Who, Thursday, yeah. Yeah. James is like, who ate my bag of turmeric? And we're yeah. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Fucking <laughs> trash pandas. <laughs> I didn't know you were on a certain, like, a restrictive diet. You right. got to get your macros in. Oh, fucking hell. Where'd the gummies get off to? The gummies. I don't know. Exactly, right? (laughs) What gummies? Yeah. No, we're the squarest shop in the world. If you leave a protein bar out there, gone in three seconds. You leave a giant box of weed in the fridge or in the freezer? Oh, it's an archaeological dig. That You'll never, like, nobody will touch it. We are the squarest, like, the shop is square as fuck. And you'd come in here, you'd see our liquor, you'd see our liquor collection. You'd see how much, you know, herbal, Herbal medication is what you say, right? Yeah. You'd see that, and you'd think, wow, wow, these guys party. 
We don't. We just don't. I don't even have a drink midday. Like nothing. Like when we're here working, we're fucking working. I like having a small staff. Be small, keep it all. You know? you're, you're, you're waiting for accolades, but I think that's normal. No, it's normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> I'm just surprised nobody commented on the small staff joke. Right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> small staff. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Ask us for I, your I, move. I, no, I'm <laughs> trying. <laughs> it retracted immediately. I, I said I wasn't doing it anymore, so I'm, I'm, I'm really trying. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Just find the good ones, at least. I'm, 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 Jesus, Christmas. <laughs> So, uh, I, and, and we have some bourbon and we have some bourbon too. Yeah. So he brought Yellowstone, which is funny cause it's called Yellowstone, but it's not from Wyoming. It's not from Wyoming. It's from it's Lebanon, from Kentucky. Lebanon Kentucky. Yeah. From Lebanon, Kentucky. So any Lebanese, uh, right. they get a complimentary shot. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's our token Lebanese. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well done. Well, it's impressive. Since this- 1872 also. Right. But it's impressive that our Lebanese friend is here cause he thought, I thought you were going to be in New York. At, at, oh yeah, at Americade. Well, yeah, for real. There's only a foot of water there, so I decided I'd stay um, here. Okay, okay. yeah, that, uh, that makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean that does. When you when you do think about, it, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to go to some you know kick ass rally a thousand miles away, and then you realize it's going to rain the, the whole entire week. fucking time yeah. I'm there. If it was Ooh. seventy in rain, yeah. it wouldn't have been a problem. Okay, but it's like in the fifties right. and rain, yeah. so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't fucking go. There's no way I'd go to that. That's just that's asking go for to trouble. Go to where? I'm gonna go next week or so. That's Americade. Two weeks. So Americade. When does that start? Now. Oh, right now. Last Tuesday. Oh, good. If you're not there, we still can make it up there. Saturday is gonna be nice. Right. Yeah. You going? They say you're all here because you're not all there. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I don't want to go up there for one day and come home. I want. I want to stay up there for a week. Yeah, that, I mean that's really. He wants to ride the sim up there. Is what he said. Damn. Okay. <laughs> As someday, 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 in a time where Phil, Dustin, and Shane can actually get together on the same night, we're going to record the Moto Stories where we talk about taking the Simba and the Buddy on the Dragon. So we took Simba and two buddies on the dragon, on the, dra- the fucking dragon. <laughs> Perfect bikes for it. And honestly. had the best time yeah, fucking right. ever, oh, yeah. right? And we did. And like you like you said, go to Americade. We drove around all of the, the roads of, you know, northern North Carolina and Tennessee, southern Tennessee on a 125cc buddy, 180cc buddy, because it was kitted to within an inch of its life, ah. and a bone stock Simba. And we had more fun than we should have had. That's what I say. You see guys show up on bikes like this. Yeah. They can't get out of first gear. No. <laughs> They're like, this sucks. No. You're crank. You're fucking winging through the way the- railing yeah. the piss out yeah, of it yeah. because the bike weighs less than my first date. Right. And if like- you go down, and if you <laughs> yeah. go down, you're not really concerned about going down. You know, so you're going to ride harder. Oh, I've good. noticed that when you see Grom groups yeah. or oh, yeah. scooter groups yeah. or something, they rail way harder than not, mm-hmm. not everybody, but like 90% of sport bikes and all oh, the other bikes. Yeah. yeah. Better to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. We, all, I mean, we know the yeah. James yep, May yep, rule, yep, right? yep, yep. And it makes perfect goddamn sense. And yeah, you tell me I'm going to go out on the Dragon with the fucking tires that are on your Simba and we're, we're going to go out and have a good time. I'm out and I've got a fairly respectable amount of safety gear on because I know that one, these are roads that I'm going to be leaning the bike on. Sure. Two, as I found out, the foot pegs don't fold. (laughs) (laughs) And that's an interesting thing. 
And we may talk about that later. So the, uh, but it is a really, I mean, I think that having a slow bike or something like that and going on some crazy fucking twisty road, you're right. Take that fucking thing to Adirond. Well, I, I took my monkey last year and, yeah, rode, tw- did, yeah. and rode 1,200 miles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, that's. I mean, not when we were up there, but right. prior to that, I rode 1,200 miles on, and I had more fun than anything. Absolutely. And this thing's faster than the monkey. Exactly. <laughs> so everything really? that was fun last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Simba. Okay. It's 100 uh-huh. cc's and it's faster oh, than. No. Okay. But tell the folks the Simba, the SYM Simba has one ace up its sleeve that this bike doesn't have. What's the ace up its sleeve? It's got a ceramic-coated cylinder with, like, ultra-low friction. It's got it's like <laughs> one-tenth of the friction of any other cylinder out there. What? Wow. Yeah. So if you get into these specialized coatings, Sim, S-Y-M, a long time ago, decided it would be fun to put ceramic-coated pistons in their fucking scooters. So if you get on an HD 200, an SYM HD 200. Or an RV 250. Or an RV 250, right? These are not high-end, cutting-edge, fucking super high-techie, techie-techie, whatever bullshit bikes. You know, the HD 200 is a fucking carbureted bike. But it's liquid-cooled, and it's got a fucking ceramic piston, ceramic-coated piston. Do you know what it is? I'll say it. It's retard-strong. The RV 250's got more horse. If you have a, it's like a reflex. Yep. I mean, it looks like a it reflex. Looks like a reflex. It's like a, yep. like a, almost like a. But it'll do one thing a reflex won't do. Go fast. 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It was, it'll do 90 with yeah. my wife on the back. Yep. And that's like between the two of us, oh, it's yeah. like 500 pounds. So, I mean. No, fair dick. Like, Damn. Not Your wife around. is like 100 and You're saying you're 400 pounds? No, 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 no. 270. He's 270, right? Your wife's not, your wife is not that, she's Steve, no. Steve, back away. Don't ever talk about a woman's weight yeah. for more yeah. than I'm three saying, seconds. I'm no, saying, I'm saying she is a light. Even when you're trying to help. <laughs> okay. Even when you're trying to help. <laughs> I'm done. Don't force him to make a misstatement he might regret later. Right, 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 right. Yeah, my wife weighs 100 pounds, okay? Hook a brother up. <laughs> well, it was the luggage. It was <laughs> the luggage. It was all the luggage. Hook a brother bag. up, right, man. Yeah, right, yeah. The more you talk, the, the bigger his doghouse. Right, right, yeah, exactly. right, 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 right. That was so, the luggage. I yeah, yeah. So, but. That's, that's There's something cool. insane about that, cool. and we took the we took the sim out, and the sim ran faster than a hundred and you know a fully 180 cc kitted out buddy wow. on the factory uh, 110. Top that was going to be the other way yeah. around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So and that's st- stock, and you could put a it's you actually 100 cc. One yeah. key, you could put one the buddy. extra tooth. In the front, you could do some other Technically stuff everybody. to make it faster. But Take advantage of the power that got a lot of fathers. <laughs> it was dusty, but they also yeah. run really. They run yeah. much cooler too. Yeah. So that's there's a lot of advantages to it. It runs cooler. It it uh, produces more power. Right. It produces more power than the Honda 125. But I mean, of course, the Honda so, is built. To so last, what's the down? So, oh, so yeah. why, why other are, companies are not doing right. the because the if they're selling it's such a cheap, fucking expensive. But if they were doing that yeah. on such a cheap bike, then right. they must have figured something out, yeah. right? Well, SYM decided that was the hill they were going to die on. So SYM <laughs> decided so that when it came down to, and this is for real. If you want to go, if you like, look at the time machine, go back in the time machine, go back into my shop circa 2010 or something, right? And you're going to be on my showroom floor and you're going to be looking at a SYM HD 200 sitting right next to a Kimco People 200S. They both have big wheels. They both have 16 inch front wheels. They both look like um, a scooter with giraffe hormones, right? (laughs) Right? 
The right. difference is one of them will go 60 miles an hour. The other one will go 75, hmm. right? And I can look every customer square in the face and say, okay, the Kimco has an air-cooled 200. The Sim has a liquid-cooled 200 with a ceramic piston. Mm-hmm. And they go, what does that mean? And I go, what it means is it's fucking scary how fast this motherfucker is. Mm -hmm. Like I had no problem taking an HD 200 on the freeway, 75 miles an hour and just holding it wide open. Mm -hmm. No problem with a carburetor. Mm -hmm. And I I went from New Hampshire to, it was getting dark. We were in New Hampshire. We wanted to get back to Speculator. Mm -hmm. And it was like three or four hours. Yeah. Full throttle from New Hampshire all the way back to Speculator. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, the on thing, the RV 250, on the RV 250, yeah, exactly. and it was with my wife on, yep. with both of us on it, and she was squeezing me so tight because she was so afraid because we yeah. were doing like right. almost ninety, and you're on twelve inch wheels on that yeah. bike, yeah, yeah. Right. fourteen. I think they're fourteen. I think, yeah, I think it's a fourteen. Do you still have it or what happened to yeah. it? Oh yeah, I love that thing. Yeah, RV 250. I bought I bought five of them. Yeah, I mean, I have they were car- so they were outdated when they came out because they were carbureted. Oh. So it was a carbureted 250, liquid cooled carbureted 250. But here's the magic. From a resale standpoint, it's the greatest bike ever. When it gets to 6,000 miles on the odometer, it automatically resets to zero. (laughs) (laughs) Not not a lot of people know that. What? Yeah. So there was a problem with the Sim RV250s. So the Sim RV250s had a mechanical problem in the speedometer, right? So the speedometer was fucked up somehow. And so you'd get to 6,000 miles, and it would just blip back to zero. Shit. Yeah, not too bad. A lot of low mileage RV two fifties out there. Yeah, yeah, whole lot of low mileage. Yeah. Does it ever go? But they last. No, never, never. Yeah, you'll never see one with eight thousand miles on it because it'll just Damn. be back to zero again. But the belts must be like steel too, because yeah. again, they this is never wear. This out. is an example of a bike that was incredibly well engineered that we don't sell anymore, right. <laughs> so or that we don't get anymore. But again, ceramic still pistol. out there in the world. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, but they're. Do you know what it stands for? Anyone? San Yang Motors. San Yang Motor Company. That's right. San Yang Motor Company. Aren't they like uh, some, they're like Kimco's. They were partnered up with Quan Yang Motor Company. Kimco. Yeah. So Mm. that was exactly it. So Quan Yang and San Yang, you know, that that was their jam. Oh, so I wanted to talk for just one brief moment about motorcycle hauling vehicles, just because this is the time of the year when I like to haul motorcycles around. Sure, sure. And occasionally something on Facebook will pop up and it will give me a, a boner that I can't see around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know. I can't see around. I fucking, you know, guys, you guys know I love hearses. Mm. I, I'm just a hearse kind of guy. I've always enjoyed a hearse. I thought you love flower cars even more. Now, but here's the trick about flower cars. So the problem with flower cars, for people don't know, a flower car is a Cadillac that's designed to take the flowers to the funeral uh, where they're going to be putting, you know, to the cemetery. Cemetery, yeah. Right. And so the idea behind a flower car is it's usually uh, El Dorado that's been lightly massaged into sort of an El Camino <laughs> simply by chopping off the entire back of it. But the problem with a flower car is the back of a flower car does not have a tailgate. And in order to put motorcycles into the back of a vehicle, there must be a tailgate. We all know this. And so with a flower car, the back of the car is still a Cadillac. The back of the car does not fold down. If you want to put a motorcycle into a flower car, you take out all the stainless steel where the flowers go, and you have to hoist your motorcycle in the air and magically drop it into the back. However, the Cadillac Mirage, very limited production, 
Coach Builder Special is a Cadillac Eldorado that just happens to have a fucking tailgate. So you can actually, just like the back of a fucking 66 Impala, you know, or a 59 Impala, which had the beautiful artful sideways fins on it, that beautiful artful sideways fins did fold down to be a tailgate, as impossible as that seems. But it is only the Cadillac Mirage that had an actual functioning rear rear tailgate. So you could put motorcycles in the back of that bitch. Now, you guys know I used to have a 69 El Camino Mm -hmm. that was completely done. And, of course, this is an El Camino, but with Cadillac. With a 500. (laughs) Yeah, with a 500 in it. Yeah, with a front-wheel drive 500 in it. So, uh, But anyway, so that's what this is. Uh, 27,900 miles, but God damn it, 20,000 fucking dollars. But it is beautiful. I mean, the hood is longer than the back, which is completely unnecessary, right? I mean, it is... It is a horrible, wretched excuse of a motor vehicle. It is the purely most American thing ever. It's got spoker wheels. It does have spoke hubcaps for sure. I bet you. <laughs> so, I bet you. If you took that flamed out Harley over, yeah, there my Springer, yeah, and said, "Hey, yeah. buddy, yeah, I'll trade you a Springer yeah. for this Cadillac Mirage." Yeah. And I mean, it's not even like it's perfect. It's got like Shriner logos and shit on the back of it. Um, mm. I can't really read exactly what that says, but it's like to a king's Make tail or something, right? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, that's what's on the back of it. Anyhow, I just love straight a year. The guy will be dead. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's how state will sell it in five. That's 000. a KK Cadillac. <laughs> 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 Oh, okay. The crowd's I'm, eating this uh, up. I'm warming up to it. <laughs> That's in, in Pennsylvania? KK Cadillac. Pennsylvania? Yeah. Uh, it's in West Newton, PA. That's oh, right. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania. It's, it's in Pennsylvania for sure. Yeah, for there you go. <laughs> that must be a good bottle. It sounded really good when you yeah. opened it. You got to, hey, yeah. you got to lift the hood up to change the oil. The guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you get it. And so it's got all white leather Mukau interior. <laughs> it probably has to two, match. two to hoods match. in the glove box. Yeah. Yeah. Matching hoods in the glove box. Yeah. Clay, Clayton Bisbee, Bigsby used to own it. I wish they made a Mooglide Cadillac like that. A Mooglide? Yeah. yeah. Well, they do make a Mooglide seat for your Simba. They do? I might even have one here. Uh, Ooh, they made a, a bench seat for your Simba that had cow print on the side of it. And I bought oh. one. I had one for a while. If you we'll have, have to, it, I'll buy it. We'll have to ask Renee if it's still here. It's the same bench seat you have, but it was like they did them in black and white and they did them in the black was with a, a Holstein cow print. Well, that would go good on my red Sim that I hit my red Simba. Oh, that's right. You have two Simbas. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Anyway, I thought that'd An be fun. An embarrassment of wealth. <laughs> so gentlemen, let's talk, if we will, about us. And like you said, that Cadillac, <laughs> that Cadillac will probably be available very shortly for about a thousand dollars because what? The guy who thinks it's worth $20,000 is going to start pushing up daisies, right? <laughs> and, uh, and thanks to... He wasn't uh, going to until we just changed his fate by calling him out as dead. <laughs> no, no, he's, been driving, he's been driving his, his, his uh, C4 Corvette with Cam. No, no, hold on. Yeah, exactly. I was so, he's, say, so he's obviously 80 years old. I've right? looked around the pictures of the rest of this guy's garage. He didn't get a vaccine. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say the odds are not in his favor, right? 
Um, what he's got going on in that garage, that garage has a wall unit air conditioner. You know, see that right there? That's a wall unit air conditioner in about a 3,000 square foot garage, which tells me that man does not understand dimension, dimensional BTU dynamics. Like that guy's making that, he's making that 1982 uh that looks like a that looks like a frigid air, and he's uh, got that, he's yeah. got the asbestos gum dispenser. Yes, there. he does. <laughs> yes, he does. I have a wall unit in my garage. Your garage <laughs> is one third of the size of that okay. fucking thing. Okay, I feel better. Now. Yeah, your garage is your garage is okay com- for your size air conditioner. This guy. Do so you have a tank of medical oxygen there? I'm going to say if you look in the background, yeah. the background is a giant GMC pickup truck, a Cub Cadet tractor, right? And some kind of other big GM with the side marker light in the back corner there. So you, I often, when I look at people's cars for sale, I always look at the garage that it's oh, yeah, in. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm gonna say first of all, important thing about this garage: dirt floor. Yep. Yep. Dirt floor. Yep. So Let's dirt floor, but still a garage door opener. Are those back little windows blue though? They are. Yeah. They're tinted it's blue. a pole barn though. They're it's, tinted blue. You think that's a pole barn? It's a pole barn for sure. Okay. Look at the. All look right. at the. The keep cross going. members? All right, I'll keep going. Right there. Yeah. All right. Across the top there? No, it okay. looks like that wall looks like a... Like oh, yeah, the wood um, post with the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. And he's got a chain fall in there, so he's got a big chain fall hanging off that I-beam. So uh, anyway, I digress. So what has happened, and, and this is something that in our industry, like in the stuff that I do for a living, I wouldn't be able to do my job nearly as effectively as I do it if old white men didn't die. Um <laughs> True. But before they die, I got to say, people in the medical field will call it a death rattle. You know, they'll be like, you know, they're, they're just before they go, <laughs> you know, you know, they got to sell everything or <laughs> in the case of this little piece of fucking candy right here, <laughs> the, the elephant, the I, actual I was elephant ask about in the, the elephant fucking in the room. room. They have to buy oh, everything yeah. right before they yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 too slow sorry uh, that's okay i'm warming up uh all right getting paid today right? i know I'm yeah not. so this is not the first time in my life that i have had what can only be described as a redonkulous motorcycle like yeah. a fucking stupid motorcycle end up in my life because of an old white man mm. right so what i'm leaning my arm against is a 2012 kawasaki zx 1400R Ninja. You know what you couldn't do? If that was a Hayabusa, yeah. you couldn't lean your arm on it because it would no, be very uncomfortable. Slide right off. Right. Yeah, so that yeah. just proves that that bike is stupid. Superior. Yeah. Well, this is superior. Right. Right. Because it has a place for me to lean my arm. Does that lift up? It does. There's a seat under there for a human being. Oh. Yeah. So oh. Uh, it has rear pegs and everything. Completely practical. Completely functional sport touring motorcycle. 207 ha- horsepowers. Mm-hmm. Advertised, 197 horsepower is confirmed by Cycles Dy- Cycle World's Dyno, mm-hmm. and faster by anybody who chose to ride it in the quarter mile than the Hayabusa, mm-hmm. the official Hayabusa killer. Okay. Hmm. They didn't market it right, though. Well, or did they? Well, I wonder how many, I bet you 100 Hayabusas sold for every one of these. I think that has to do no. with I, I think that has to do more with I think that has to do more Viability. with <laughs> I think urban that has culture. more to do with urban culture. Yeah, I think and so. And that's too. the nicest way to put it. Right? Mm. Um, I think that has to do with Bobby's got a Hayabusa, so I have to have a Hayabusa. Right, right. right? Because when this thing came out, 
certainly by 2012, where, where this one is, longer swing arm, more horsepower, et cetera, mm-hmm. it was just giving it to the Hayabusa in every orifice. Right. I mean, there was, there was, this was it. Now, top speed is useless. It, it does us no good to talk about top speed because of a gentleman's agreement where all these manufacturers decided that 300 kilometers per hour, 186 miles per hour, was going to be the agreed upon limited top speed for these motorcycles. Sure, sure. And up until the Kawasaki H2 showed up, mm-hmm. this was it. Right. So the Kawasaki was displaced by another Kawasaki. What uh, what size chain does it have? Do you know? I don't know. Chain. I'm just saying to handle 1400. It's got to so, be something. So was this converted into the KZ 1400 uh, replacement so, for the Concourse so yeah, 1000? So, yeah. So the Concourse uses this that, power that platform. plant. Exactly. This power yeah. plant. Yeah. So yeah. the power plant mm-hmm. of this does end up in the Concourse. And uh, again, Kawasaki, if you take a look at the side of this motorcycle, there's this these big slabs on the side that are black. You're going to see that same sort of thing ends up on the concourse. So concourse, uh, Kawasaki is saying, like, if it has this big, you know, diagonal stripes on the side of it, these big slabs, that that's our 1400, and that's not with which to be fucked. Because um, uh, people love the shit out of those 1400 yes, concourse. they yeah. do. And that's if a- I could press a button and make this bike more comfortable, yeah, I would. Because if I could take this motor and put it in a concourse, because the, the thing about this bike that I will never use is everything above 125 miles per hour. Mm. There's no reason for it to exist. Now, getting to that speed, it is literally insane. It is absolute fucking... Nobody should ever have 200 horsepower in a motorcycle. Completely. Um, this is not fly-by-wire. This is an actual... You know, it's fuel injected system, but it's like it's traction control system is literally, you know, full or restricted. Mm-hmm. So full means fucking full. Is that the K? It's the same thing as my Z900. KTRS. Yeah, yeah right. whatever. It's yeah. the exact same system on your, your Z900, yep. which means that if you press the restricted level, that it takes the power down after 6,500 RPMs. Or it, mine keeps it from wheeling over three inches. Well, that's the traction control system. So that oh, okay. has one, two, three, and off. Yeah. So one, two, and three all adjust how much wheelie they'll let you have. Gotcha. Right? That's exactly what they do. Yep. One, two, three, and off. Off. You're fucked. Just go murder yourself yeah, right, right now. Right. And then various degrees of how much wheelie it lets you have for right. one, two, three. But the power mode where it literally gives you all the power or restricted amounts of power. And all this is one button press on the left-hand grip. It's not extremely complicated. Nope. Because this bike is, doesn't have a throttle-by-wire, it's not a fly-by-wire system, it loses on the... Op- it doesn't have the option of just being like, oh, cruise control. Of course, it's standard. That electric motor scooter I sold to the person earlier today, that had fucking cruise control on it right. for an electric hmm. scooter that goes 45 miles an hour. This does not have cruise control because it's not fly-by-wire, mm. right? This doesn't have certain features because it's not fly-by-wire. And because of that, it's amount of uh, fine tuning that it can do through VS various traction controls. It can't do right. right. It just doesn't do it because the engineers decided that since it was just a quarter mile drag bike in DOT legal clothing, that it didn't need to have those things because that's not why people were buying it. Right. People bought it because out of the crate and factory trim, it went from zero to a quarter mile in nine point three zero seconds. Mm-hmm. So. That's why people bought it. 
And it did that faster than any other motorcycle you could buy. How fast did it go? 186 miles an hour. Why? Because that's the that's literally, that's where we decided to stop allowing people to go. Does it go 218? Does it go 212? Does it go 203? If we de-restricted it and took that barrier out, how fast would it go? And the answer is, apparently we're not allowed to find out. Or apparently... Damn. Communists. I know, they're taking our liberties. <laughs> taking my jobs. liberties, man. Next right. thing you know, they're coming for my boots. Right. <laughs> what I can tell you is that 155 miles an hour comes up way too fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that at 155 miles per hour, it's completely fucking stable. Even Russian cars aren't, and motorcycles are speed limited. <laughs> do, you, do you see I'm putting a restriction of 186 miles an hour on my Ural? No, no. There are no speed restrictors on your Ural except for the Ural. Right. It's, the whole thing is one big speed restrictor. I'm sorry. Did you mention what you thought might be restricting it? Like this? It's it, the ECU. It's the ECU. Yeah, it's the ECU. It's pretty common. And of course, I don't need to tell our podcast listeners that for $314, you can purchase the solution to making it go as fast as oh. it can go. Right now, right. two-wheel tuner, two-wheel dyno tuners yeah. have a special for 234. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Perfect. So then you can buy from two-wheel dyno tuners. The other you good can news, make it go as fast as you want it to go. The other good news is at 186 miles an hour, the traffic cams don't work. <laughs> I don't think they do. And with but, only if you can get it, if you can get two-wheel dyno tuners to give you 188. You right. can go back in. You time. go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that's exactly it. I mean, the motorcycle weighs five hundred ninety-three pounds, right? Yeah. So it's it's five hundred ninety-three pounds. Um, it holds damn near six gallons of gas hmm. because Dang. you're well, not going to be sipping on it. No, I was going to say it gets about eighteen miles to the gallon. It, gets, it does not get good mileage, right? And and nor would we expect it to get good mileage no. because it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, it is ridiculous. It's just fucking bonkers. It's a bonkers motorcycle. Um, there's no possible. Now here's, what's crazy. The bike in front of you is a 2012. So 2012 is the year that they kind of made them faster. Mm -hmm. So up until 2012, eh, they were, you know, you could argue that it was similar to a Hayabusa, but after 2012 game's over, it's not similar to Hayabusa anymore. It's faster. Now, like you said, marketing, everyone still says Hayabusa, 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 mm-hmm. stretch swing arm, Hayabusa, et cetera. Because they don't like Kawasaki's. Well, I think it had yeah. to do with the body work, though, it did. too. I, think, I don't yeah. think they nailed it for the market they were trying right. to hit. Yeah. Whereas the Hayabusa went after it and said, we're going aerodynamics. If it ends up looking like a beetle you stepped on, we're okay with that. Plus, they like big butts. <laughs> and they cannot, they cannot lie. lie. Mm-hmm. So that's the Hayabusa's yeah. got that big ass, chunky ass. Absolutely man. fucking true. So... For for this motorcycle, when this motorcycle came out, this motorcycle, the only thing that beat this motorcycle was a supercharged H2. Yeah. So that's the only thing that beat it was another Kawasaki. But you know, you know what else is crazy? More technology. You know what else is sound like? Do you? I mean, like. A big bore four cylinder. Well, if you look up at the image, um, because again, I think this is hilarious. This motorcycle that's right here sitting with us in the room is still available at your Kawasaki dealer. It's not a discontinued model. They didn't bring out the H2 and go, okay, boys, that's enough of the ZX14R. Or in Europe, they call it a ZZR14, right? So ZZR14R. 
They didn't say, okay. It's got a beard and it's got a really long it's beard. It's got a long beard. <laughs> so they didn't get rid of it when the H2 and H2R came out. They just kept building it for some strange reason that nobody fucking understands. Oh, it's what Kawasaki does. We've already got the tooling. We've already designed the bike. Yep. We're making them. What does it take to just pop, keep popping them Keep popping them out. As long as somebody will buy a minimum amount of them. That's exactly right. coming out of the Suzuki factory. Yep. <laughs> Maybe, probably not. When they have a year uh, when nobody right, buys one, right. they'll stop. But you know what? Throw the 1400 Concourse up on top of that because you'll see how similar they look. Right. Oh, they well, do. And yeah, they might they still be yeah. selling a lot of the Concourses, so it's like, well, for some But you know what? We're selling we're a shitload motor. of those. Yeah. This, yeah, this, yeah. We're still building that motor. We might as well have this one. It's just you know, a little cheaper. So, yeah, so now they got but, two different... If you, if you step back for a second and, and take the last like 15 years of these bikes into yep. consideration, this is a marketing uh, exercise. Like you can learn a lot because Honda had the, the Blackbird XX, which was faster than the Hayabusa. Right. Kawasaki had this bike, which was faster than Actually, the Hayabusa. Actually, I will take you backwards on that. So When it first came out? So Honda had the Blackbird. Right. And our podcast, by the way, I'm doing this for you guys, for the podcast listeners, for your nerds out there, for your nerds. This is all Was for you. Was it first before? This is all for you. So the Blackbird, the Super Blackbird, right. was first. Oh, okay. Okay? The well, Super Blackbird. The reason Hayabusa was called the Hayabusa mm, is oh, because the it, breed of Peregrine right, Falcon you're right, you're right. feeds on Blackbirds. Motherfuckers. Seriously. Come on, guys. But my point is still Fucking valid. Fucking Lord of the Rings and shit. My, my point yeah. is still valid. Yeah. Here, somehow, totally somehow, like white Raja. somehow, yeah. Suzuki <laughs> figured out the marketing plan. Yeah. that it took out the Blackbird, which yeah. was faster. Mm-hmm. Right, it took this bike out, which is faster. Nobody talks about these bikes. Right, and the Hayabusa is not that great. It's a nice bike, but it's not. I don't know. It's it's somehow they nailed it. Somehow they they ingrained it into. I always wanted a Blackbird. Me too. I thought the Blackbird. Yeah, was, I thought the Blackbird was beautiful. Me too. I thought the lines of the Blackbird were beautiful and. I was many times I've had the opportunity to buy a very inexpensive Hayabusa. Mm-hmm. And we have a few Hayabusas that we service here at the shop. And I have a problem with a Hayabusa. And that is when I look at it, I look, I feel like what I'm looking at is an anime motorcycle mm-hmm. that somebody threw some fizzy toys inside of and it overinflated. <laughs> right? I feel like the, the Hayabusa had just had the cord pulled on yeah. the emergency life raft that it swallowed, like a yeah, Jaws movie, yeah, yeah. you know? And that's the problem to me is the way the Hayabusa looks. Yeah, I don't it, like it either. It, it looks a little blimpy. Where right? does the hurricane fit in there? Does that show the MSRP? The hurricane was it can. I think so. Let's find out. Which is also Let's find out. Yeah, that's what I always wanted. 157. I know where we're Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the other one was uh, $15,995. Right, exactly. So, so here's the concourse. Where, because, you know, Chris, of course, Chris has had very good luck with concourse or concour um, in his life. And so to, today, available still for many fucking years. For many years, this concourse 14 platform has been available. And it's been out a long time. I mean, this thing is a motorcycle that's long in the tooth. And But why? Because people fucking keep buying it. Well, what do you need to change on it? You Nothing. Know, you, you showed me the one thing that needs Nothing. to be changed. Does yeah. it need more horsepower? Right. Hell no. Hell fucking does no. It, what what right. does it need? To, it right. doesn't need anything. Yeah. It's refined. It doesn't need shit. Until something better comes along. You know what? It probably needs a touchscreen. Right. It needs more electronics. <laughs> it needs more is- mid-range power. Yep. And now there are some things that are different. So the motor in the concourse is a 1352. 
Um, so in 2012, when the uh, ZX1400 got an upgrade for some power, it went from 1352 up to 14, 1441. So it's technically, the yeah. bike is a 1441, but it still calls itself a 1400 because when your dick is 14 inches long, you don't brag about the extra quarter inch. <laughs> right? It's shaft drive too though, right? Yeah, shaft drive. Yeah. Shaft yep, drive. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, again, what do we say? Tuned for mid-range, right? So tuned for mid-range. So it is, but every single person we know, um, including like the first dude that I ever met when we were down at the Kentucky Kickdown, or we're down riding through the, the woods in Kentucky, a, a dude showed up and he's like, dude, the Kawasaki Concourse 1400 is the world's greatest motorcycle. Mm. And he's not kidding. It is the world's greatest motorcycle. It's fucking awesome. We'll take one in on trade for fuck's sake. I know. I can't get somebody to come off one, right? Nobody talked about this when we were talking about the world's top ten, best top 10 bucks ever. Well, I, again, and <laughs> also apparently overlooked, but you see the styling feature about the stripes on the side. You see the styling feature about the stripes on the side. So here's what gets kooky. So I live in a weird world, you know, a lot of a lot of shit darkens my door. And what's really fucking funny and what's really hilarious is this guy shows up and I'm when I tell you we take appointments at my shop. We are not just walking the fucking door. You got to have an appointment. And the guy called up, set up an appointment, said he wanted to come and want to take a look at some different motor scooters. Good enough. Shows up and he's <laughs> riding this motorcycle. Doesn't make a big deal about it. You know, doesn't be like, you know, parks it, plays music, fanfare, whatever comes out, look at my bike. <laughs> None of that shit. He just basically quietly walks in the showroom and has me show him the Kimco AK550, has me show him various different high-powered scooters we have. I show him your old BV500. Mm-hmm. I show him the BV350. He says, scooter, freeway capable, done. That's what he wants. Okay. Explains how he's getting a little older. He wants a bike that's lighter. Getting a little older, wants a bike that isn't going to treat him as rough. Okay, that's cool. Long and short of it is, he gravitates towards a Kimco X-Town 300. Good bike. Right? Solid Which bike. Which is a fine bike. Look, there yeah. isn't, I'm, I sell a fucking shit ton of them. I'm not going to say anything bad about that bike. It's a solid bike. Yeah. There's, it's a good bike. It's a Chinese-built bike. That's why the price is so low. Um, it's not, you know, the AK-550, which is a $10,000 bike. Right. It's half of that. You know, it's half, literally half of that money. It's a fine bike. Look it up. It's a solid, legit fucking bike. But here's the trick with it. It's no RV250. Honestly, <laughs> it won't keep up with an RV250. As much as I would like to be like, yeah, there's the Kimco X-Town, right? So there's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a Kimco X-Town. And we have this long discussion, and he never, ever, at any point, lets on that his intentions today are to trade this bike in. He's going to do that thing that Oprah tells you to do, which is you make your best possible deal, and then you talk about the trade. Ah, Oprah. She, that's one of her favorite techniques. But again, How much do you want for that five-gallon bucket of food? <laughs> a, well, so what happens is we're discussing all the different bikes, and he's like, well, I would really like to come in a straight-across trade. I'd like to do a straight-across trade. And I'm like, for what? And he goes, well, for the bike I rode here on. And I went outside. I did. I I hadn't looked out the window yet at this point. And from the front of this motor, it just looks from the, the motorcycle just looks like a, a Matrix version three. It like looks like the animals that were attacking things, you know, in in the Matrix. And I was like, is that a ZX fourteen hundred? And he's like, it is. And I says, that's a two thousand and twelve ZX fourteen hundred because they came in 
green. They, mm-hmm. um, they came in blue, they came in black, and they came in green, which was a $200 upcharge because the green had like ghost flames on it, Ooh. which again, ah, didn't hold up. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like ghost flames, especially not ghost flame stickers, you know, not from ever. the factory, never no, from the factory. No. no. So is blue, you know, I'm not a big fan of blue motorcycles, but what the fuck? And I was like, I went out and looked at it. He's the original owner. He bought this brand new in 2012. Huh. Huh. Got brand new tires on it. And what's missing on it is the one thing that I've always hated about these bikes. And I mean, when I say hate, I fucking hated about these bikes. The giant exhaust? With the factory exhaust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The factory exhaust on this motorcycle <coughs> were just <coughs> ridiculous. They were fucking seven and a half feet long and 73 inches in diameter. And 120 pounds all Oh my yeah. God, it's a ridiculous thing. Like the factory exhaust on this bike... Yeah. Didn't end until like three minutes after the bike was over. <laughs> that, like, that's the first thing I point out to sleep is like, yeah. what the fuck happened to those pipes? Yeah. They do not look stuck. No, I'm not saying happened, that's a bad thing, but what it, happened it draw my attention really $450 worth of Kaufman's made in America, ridiculous, illegal in any country or state or planet, excuses for mufflers because mm-hmm. they don't muffle. They do yeah. nothing. They are basically somewhere you can point when the cop pulls you over and go, I tried. Mm-hmm. Right? Can, can yeah. we fire it up? Your stick, fire your, yeah, your nightstick will you not. want to fire it up? Not that, no. Your no? nightstick will not fit through here. <laughs> no, your nightstick won't fit through here. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. I can't predict what this is going to sound like. I can't predict if we're all going to choke to death and die. But I'll, I'll fire it up for the hell of it. We're here. It already has the tank lock ring on it. It does. So, you know, we'll talk. Yeah, anyway. Pretty quiet. That's pretty good. good. That's good. Oh, God. Hey, it. No, I'm not going to let you do that. Oh, you broke it. Who does that? Yeah. Because that's still on open well, loop. And, and you yeah. know when you own this bike yeah. at 7 in the morning on the way to work, you have oh, yeah. to do that when you first start it. Yep. You have Better to make sure. Yeah. 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 Um, for the record, that my neighbors would hate that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. my first day driving home, you know, take the bike in on trade, whatever. It blew all the sales tags <laughs> for the bikes behind it, like back. It blew all yeah. Yeah, it's loud. Uh, it is loud. Ooh, I love that smell. But sounds oh good though. Well, that's that isn't that is ninety four octane. Uh, but but full, here's full tank. Do you sell it with a full? full no, tank? no. <laughs> well, you know, thank you for pointing that out. Holy shit! This thing came in with one ounce of gas in it. <laughs> <laughs> This guy totally knew what he was going to do. I like this guy. Yeah, and I was so careful. <laughs> I went out. I crawled all over this thing, up, down, sideways. I mean, I went all over it. I was like, look, if this thing has got the factory exhaust taken off, and this guy's in his 70s, right, then there, it must have been crashed. There's mm-hmm. just no two ways about it. There's no way that this bike isn't crashed. So I crawled all over it. I mean, I was going all fucking over this thing, trying to prove that it was crashed. Because, of course... There's got to be a reason he's willing to trade a 200 horsepower motorcycle right. in for a 26 horsepower scooter. Well, it's right? easy. It's called somebody cut him off when he was going 120, and he was like, "I don't need this anymore." Yeah, I don't know if he's ever gone 120 on it, but anywho, <laughs> uh, but I did take it home, and when I got when I pulled in my driveway at my house, like in the back by the garage, yeah. I pulled in, 
And uh, usually, you know, Merritt always plays the game of like, what's Phil riding based on the sound that goes past the house when I pull in the driveway? <laughs> so I pull in the driveway and I get back to the garage and I just did one of those. You know, I did just one, just one, just one. Yeah. Not that. And she came out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Which just proves. Uh, yeah. Women do respond to certain things on a core <laughs> level, on a visceral spiritual <laughs> level. And... <laughs> I know what you mean when I ride that Simba. The first time I did a wheelie on the Kawasaki H2, the old H2, the 74, the first time I did a wheelie in front of Merritt on the H2, she was like, we're going to go fuck now. Like, like that was it. She saw me ride a wheelie down the street on the H2 and she was like, uh, I'm not even. I don't want to admit what that's doing to my loins right now. Really? So, yeah. but the only difference between you and me yeah. is that... You, she says now, yeah, and my wife says off. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> so I made that loud noise, and it, it actually drew my wife out of the house. So mm. it, effective, right? So, but here's my question, and this is my question because this is not the first ridiculously high-powered motorcycle. If you leave it sitting around; she'll be driving it to school the next day. Fuck yeah, she, you know she will. Yeah. She hasn't done it yet. And pass the fire department later. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, boys, how's yeah, your hose? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for my fucking wife to end up on this bike. She, she stole my fucking super huck. So we know that she's capable of it. And this bike's actually probably easier to ride than the Superhawk. So here's the question, because not that long ago, we had a, a BMW K1200 RS mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. at the shop. We had that gray bike with the expandable luggage and the whole deal. Yep. That's another motorcycle that would hold its head high at 160, 170 miles per hour. Sure. Another motorcycle that I purchased from the previous owner who had downgraded or side graded to a scooter who hmm. was also in his 70s. Mm-hmm. Now, in both cases... That's a bad age. If we take the age of these persons, right? We take the age of this guy. 140 now, we're up to. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the you question. Add them together, <laughs> divide by three and cut the rings, count the rings. So okay. how much do you want for that $2,000 uh, motor Motogusi, you got. <laughs> so my question is, so this guy, I, I mean, having bought the bike from him and having listened to his story... And everything else, I can tell you that you know this guy bought this bike. I mean, he he became the owner of this bike when he was sixty five years old. Yeah, that's still okay. Mm-hmm. So he was sixty five years old when he bought this bike. Brand first, first bike? No, hopefully not. No, not his first bike. But that BMW that we had, that that K twelve hundred RS that we had, that bike came in similar number of miles. You know, give or take eight thousand miles on an eight-year-old bike, right? And on a buyer who was probably 64 years old when he bought it. Also an expensive bike. You know, that that's the top of the BMW food chain at that era. Mm-hmm. So these bikes were equally expensive. You know, in the BMW is actually more expensive, probably around 21, 22,000. This we know is about $17,000, you know, 17 and a half. But they're both considered to be well this one's not considered to be this one factually is this is the fastest motorcycle you could have bought in 2012 and was the fastest motorcycle in the world until the h2 came along the supercharged h2 quickest because of the yes, quickest yeah. quickest being yeah. quarter mile covers a quarter mile in the least human period of time which is funny because this goes from zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds 
which hmm. is faster than a zero. So the zero is, and it's also faster than a Tesla. So it is a very quick motorcycle. It's also a very fast motorcycle in so much that it goes on. What's the H2 do? The new H2. What would you like to know? Yeah. What, which, which zero what? to 60. I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah. Cause that's just interesting. Well, getting back to the 65 year old on the, uh, KZ 14. So, do you have a joke for us, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm kind of so my care, my question is this. This is this is my query. Like this is what I want to know. Uh, what is it about being a 65-year-old guy that says I'm going to buy the most expensive, no, strike that. The most powerful fastest uh, or the fastest motorcycle in the world? I'm going to buy, like, what is that? I'm the only 65-year-old here. You're close and, enough, and, and, right? And you, yeah. just, you just bought that Janus this year, which is pretty much <laughs> one of the fastest <laughs> motorcycles. So. 65 is the new 45. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm, I am curious about that. So apparently, according to specs, according to specs, Kawasaki H2, fastestlaps.com, says that uh, the, the H2 goes from 0 to 16 in 3.1 seconds, which is slower than this does. Right? Wow, really? Um, when you ask that question, yeah. I have a lot of other questions yep. I want to ask. Like, what other bikes did this guy have before he bought this? Mm -hmm. Good yep. question. Did yep. he just get, is this the only bike this guy has ever had? I guarantee Probably not. not. Right. No way. Yep. No way this guy didn't just go out and buy this. No. No. I think no. he he had ridden other bikes. He's yep. had some bikes. He probably had some fast bikes. He's yep. had his time. And he's like, you know what? Last bike. I'm, fuck it. This is yeah. my, I'm buying something fucking ridiculous. Yep. Yep. I'm 65 year old. I don't give a fuck. If I kill myself on this thing, Valhalla. Yep. Yeah, right. That's it. But, and yeah. then he got it. He wrote it. He did it. And he's like, you know what? It's not very comfortable. And I haven't <laughs> killed myself yet. Exactly. Yep. Kills I my live longer bed. than I, mean, I look, thought. Look at these bars being so, down over the top. Various. So I just uh, looked it up real quick because you were asking about the H2. Sure. So it looks like based on various sources, but according to Kawasaki's own website, they say that the Kawasaki H2 does uh, 0 to 60 in 2.6. Oh. Okay. And they say the quarter mile is 962, okay. which is actually slower than this. Wow. So, um, and then mm -hmm. nobody talks about uh, this, that, uh, the H2 gets through the quarter mile at 152 miles per hour, mm -hmm. and this one gets through the quarter mile at 153 miles per hour. Well, there you go. All right. So, so anyway. was he a drag racer? What? Who? The 70 uh, year old. No evidence to suggest that he was. In fact, what's really weird is he's, he did come in and he said that he had also already had a Bergman 400. So, the Bergman 400, and I can tell you a lot about Bergman 400s. We Zero work to on 60 them here. and... Not so great. Did, yeah. did he lose <laughs> Fairview? Uh, no, he didn't. But <laughs> okay. he, did come in, he did come in for quite a, from quite a distance to do the deal. But a Bergman 400, the difference between a Bergman 400 and a uh, Kimco uh, X-Town 300 <laughs> is everything. Uh, a Bergman 400 does not like to corner. In fact, I would argue to say that it can't corner. Um, whereas the X-Town 300 actually corners really fucking well. Uh, the ex Kimco tends to build their bikes to a, a cornering like performance yeah, yeah. is critical with Kimco. Kimco is very careful that they don't build bikes that are slugs. <laughs> and uh, the Bergman is a couch. <laughs> I mean, it's it is like if the Bergman came with a little ottoman that you dragged behind it, I'd be like, yep, there you go. 
Um, Plus, they, I mean, that's an upgrade. They sat there and they're like, what's the name of this bike? And they're like, what can we call it? And they all looked at it and they said Bergman. Bergman. And it fucking fits. Somebody had a meeting in Bergman 1. Yeah. And you're like, and after you ride them, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Because Barco Lounger was taken. Right. Yeah, it's true. It is the softest bike I've ever met. So it is an interesting thing. And uh, that's, so just kind of that thing is, um, the H2 apparently is 197 horsepower, and this was ranked at 207 horsepower. Uh, eh, you know, whatever. Let's, let's step back. I yeah. want to go back to the marketing meeting. Yeah. Like people are sitting there and like, we got this new high-powered scooter. It goes 85 miles an hour. It's fucking great. It yeah. takes six weeks to get there, but it's a fucking eighty. Doesn't matter. Yeah. How about the Avalon? No, no, no. How about the Jetstream? No, 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 no. How about the Bergman? There was a, yeah. And somebody uh, went, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, Bergman, go out to get us lunch. Perfect Apparently, name. <laughs> I will be the Ber- I will be the Bergman Berg tomorrow. Man. The right. Bergman. <laughs> it is literally the Bergman. Sounds like the guy who is literally supposed to make the burgers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The Bergman. The uh, this uh, he's the Meister Burger Burger Meister fucking brother. <laughs> I have found the difference between the, the two, and that that is the H two is the H two is advertised at two hundred and twenty eight horsepowers. Mm-hmm. So that is twenty more horsepowers than this has. Mm. So that's a big deal. So that's a big big it's big got deal. That big complicated super. It's got that there superpower. Plus, super I, I like that after you start it, twenty five minutes later, it smells worse. It smells terrible. Yeah, it, does. it smells terrible. Yeah, there's parts of my my, my brain I've just. It's lost almost bad point. as as dudes last week. Uh, we Shane can't open or, a what, fucking window. What's his name? Window. Chance or something? Chance. He had the nastiest cigar. It wasn't even like their cigars that smell like cigars. It smelled like a dump truck caught on fire. And so he's smoking it, and I'm trying to talk, and it's like. Oh, it was the burning diaper cigar. Oh, dude, yeah. it was yeah. terrible. It was pretty terrible. I like him. No, no yeah. disrespect to him. You're a cool dude, but your cigar. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know if you guys paid attention uh, to the internet and the YouTubes and stuff. When you're not riding your motorcycle, there's this YouTube thing out there. It's really funny. Um, yeah, it's YouTube. And so here's what's kooky about the YouTube is apparently some people use that as a source for information, mm. like, uh, like research. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, so uh, if you're not careful, you can take something that is designed for entertainment like this podcast mm-hmm. or and, Tide Pods and miss. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mole crates. <laughs> and you can misinterpret it for facts. Okay. And that brings us to our friend over at Fort nine. And, you, right? Don't, do you, don't misinterpret this podcast as anything that's factual. Right. And so <laughs> a lot of people think, and, and I will have to, I'm going to have to tell you guys, and this is important. A lot of our folks might misinterpret that Fort Nine is a motorcycle YouTube channel no. that is all about education. They no. might think that it's an educational resource. He promotes products for a company called Fort Nine that sells products just like Parts Unlimited or fucking Iron Pony oh. or anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. So Fort Nine is uh, Revzilla. Fort Nine is uh, <laughs> Bike Bandit. Yep. Fort Nine is a place that sells you helmets and jackets and gloves. And, and he's, shit. he is the antipath or whatever the fucking word is of what <laughs> I would like to be. He fucking figures anticipate. What is it? Anticipate. Honestly speaking. I can't say the word, but you know what I mean? But like, that's the job that I want. If Phil was big enough, he could just hire me and I'd do that for him. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But no. Yeah. And so Fortnite is 
very frequently mistaken as an educational resource. No, he's just awesome, though. He's good. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy who makes great videos and has the power and the um, the money of a motorcycle parts and apparel specialist that is Canada's largest motorcycle parts aftermarket yeah, yeah. supplier. So there's quite a bit of money behind there, and that's why the videos look so good. But I think, yeah. I mean, like, I, I did a deep dive on him once a long time ago, uh-huh. and I was kind of getting into him. Mm-hmm. And he took the job with the thing telling Fortnite that he wasn't going to lie about products though. Right. Yeah. Like he's not going to like tell you that like, you know, the, the built helmet is just as good as a showy or something right. like that. So yeah. like, I mean like he does have a bit of integrity and although like, you know, whatever, but at the same time there is a bit of integrity. I believe. Do you think him. that's just him or do you think that's just cause he's Canadian? Probably Canadian. He's ambiguously Canadian. The dude is super Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's super duper Canadian. But he's also extremely entertaining, a lot of fun to watch, and I do fucking I will tell you, I love the channel. I, I feel really, like we're I feel like we're watching a young Jeremy Clarkson. Like, we are watching I mean? a very like, young yeah, Jeremy yeah. Clarkson. Uh, thirty years from now? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Maybe not even thirty years from now. Right. But so ooh, nice, nice damn. out. Damn. Damn. That sounds like a Saturday Natterdays. Uh Which, power, the power season is ending. Are you stocking up? Season is ending. No, it's the fucking that shit springs eternal. <laughs> if we don't if we don't go in that fridge, there'll be 47 more of them in there just like that, right? So our our, our buddy Fort Fortnite, uh, his last video that he puts out is called Motorcycle Riders. Y'all lean in the wrong way, right? Oh yeah, that, yeah, right? I watched that. And uh so, you know, there you go. And so there's a reason I want to bring this up. Because uh, many of you don't know this, but a long time ago, a long, long time ago, um, I one of my jobs that I had, and I actually got paid a little bit of money for, was I did I did function as a motorcycle instructor, mm. and so a lot of the things in the world, you know, are based on good training equals good performance. Sure, right. They say practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Right. Bad practice makes bad actions. Right. And so uh, our, our buddy over at Fortnite does this beautiful video, great video, where he basically says, you're leaning the wrong way. And what he encourages riders to do is not that. So uh, we see what's going on there, right? And that's pretty fucking incredible, right? That's pretty, pretty fucking rad. There's no doubt about it. That's fucking cool. Uh, but what he says in his video, if you watch the video and it's, you know, seven and a half minutes long or something, and what he says is it's better to keep your body upright and lean the bike under you. Well, it depends. Uh, again. In racing situations, not so much because, right. you know, you're going to get a thing. But if you're in a situation where you might have to have an abrupt speed change or direction change, yep. yeah, yep. 100%. Yep. And so there is a problem that that we have with the video. He does a hell of a lot of time with physics and math mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah and uh the the problem is to the lay consumer to the person that's watching it and i've now had no less than 45 fucking emails come <laughs> my way <laughs> saying phil have you seen what this guy fortnite is telling us to do on motorcycles mm. and i've said yes I have because I do watch the channel and I do subscribe to the channel. He'll get more subscribers because of this. Mm -hmm. But he does not go to anywhere near enough trouble or three seconds of explaining that at high speeds, 
what his assertion is, is no longer valid. True. So I would like it if he would have taken three extra seconds to say, at high speeds. And by high speeds, I mean 30. Okay? Because, <laughs> no, it's true. Because everything that he says... So last year, you know, a year and a half ago, for my 50th birthday, I decided not to go to wheelie school. I decided instead to go to law enforcement motorcycle training school. Right. And they taught me how to ride a Harley-Davidson motorcycle incorrectly. And I had to learn how to ride it incorrectly to pass the class. I was right. They were wrong. But I would have failed had I stuck to my guns and continued (laughs) to be right. Because they were the people handing out the certificates. Right. But the whole technique behind that is that you stay upright and you lean the motorcycle hard left and hard right, you know, and literally turn lock to lock. You lock left, you lock right, and then your throttle inputs control the lean angle of the motorcycle. And if the motorcycle's not making scrapey, scrapey noises, you're not doing the job right. And the motorcycle will fall over quite frequently, but because you're upright and the bike is not, you'll simply be able to walk away. Ask me, I know I've walked away from it hundreds of times as a result of this fucking training, Okay. They also tell you things like, don't use your front brake ever. It's dangerous. And that should be enough to let you know that the course is bullshit, right? right. And the course is wrong. And the course is wrong. And the course is bullshit. Course yeah, when is, you're losing 80% of your braking. The course is designed for rodeo riding. It is not designed. The course is specifically right. designed by Harley Davidson to greatly reflect on the positive attributes of their motorcycle operating system. Mm. And if you use the tenants of that course operating on a BMW or a Honda or a Zero, it will not work. And you will create the st- the type of friction that you get when you try to wash your cat using soap and water. Okay? <laughs> it won't fucking go well. Right? Now, one of you's right, one of you's wrong, but you're the one bleeding at the end of the conversation. Right. And no matter how right you are, the cat still wins. Right. Okay? So here we are. I wash my cat all the time. Uh, <laughs> I shave mine. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> So, I watched the video. The video's great. <laughs> the video's cool. And the video's great. And it's fine. Have you ever played around with this? Because I, I actually kind of do it a little bit sometimes. Just being lazy and stupid. And like, I don't feel like leaning into yep. the turn. Yep. And turning the, the handlebars. Yep. I feel like just being stupid. And I'm going to kind of just lean around the yep. turn this way. And keep the bike upright. And keep the bike kind of upright. Yep. And, even, and it'll kind of, it'll just yep. sort of. Sally wag around a, a long yep. sweeper, you know, like you can right. not lean into it. You can almost kind of lean the wrong way and you'll still make it around the curve. So this is what I call the wrong tool for the job. Most of the fun things in life, most of the greatest things I've ever experienced in my life were using the wrong tool for the job. <laughs> yeah. You ever tried the wrong hole? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Right? You, you ever tried the wrong tool for the job? You might not think it's the wrong hole, but you'll find out quick. It is. <laughs> it That's is called the rodeo. The rodeo. <laughs> yeah. The wrong tool to me kind of. Ah, but again. <laughs> all right. So anyhow. So um, a little, not too long ago, a few years ago, we decided to do something stupid, and that was take motor scooters right. and race them on an actual race track. Right. Right? Taking a motor scooter that was designed to go get beverages. <laughs> And instead, wear leather right. and not go to the fetish bar. <laughs> to instead, get on, put on leather and get on a 13-horsepower bike and ride it around 10 turns in one mile on a cart track or 10 turns in two miles on a GP motorcycle road racing course. 
in any case, nobody has ever advertised a motor scooter based on lean angle. <laughs> ever. Right. Not once, ever, never. So Vespa scooters, which are kind of the world's favorite scooters, right? Old Vespa scooters had a shift box on the right-hand side called a selector box. Mm -hmm. And it's that the thing. That is the thing that essentially puts the bike in gear when you change gears as you do. And that, if you if you kick a Vespa over and it falls on the right-hand side, it hits the selector box first. Or Guaranteed. if you leave Porco drunk and you kind of go too soon yep. out of the thing. Guaranteed. Hit, yeah. It just grinds the selector box right yeah, off, yeah. right? So that piece of cast metal is where you're, the thing what for changing gears lives. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the left side of the bike, the lowest point is the exhaust. Right. Okay. You can lean a Vespa left a fuck ton more than you can lean a Vespa right. True. Okay. So because of that, we as people who decided foolishly to race these pieces of shit. Only use left-hand turn tracks. They don't make those. And in fact, just go, the, just go the opposite direction. In fact, <laughs> as though ironically and jokingly, the vast majority of tracks that we operate on went the wrong way. So it's not NASCAR's fault. It's not NASCAR's fault. Right. So when we would do Circleville, well, you, you, you make a preponderance of right hand turns. And, you know, because the track essentially brings you back to where you started, there's always going to be more of one hand direction turns than mm -hmm. the other. It's math. Look it up. It's funny. But anyway, so there's more selector boxes in the first turn. Yeah, laying there, way more. <laughs> All right. In fact, there were so many. There were so many that we were forced to engineer a selector box cover because the tracks wouldn't let us out on the tracks if we didn't have a selector box cover to keep us from grinding through our selector box and letting all the old dinosaurs onto the rain track, the racetrack. Right, right. Because it turns out if you grind through the metal on your vehicle, the oil leaks out. Yeah. Okay. So we had to engineer selector box covers that were moderately effective, but, but got, you know, they proved that we had them. But we had to come up with them and invent them. So we created them so we could go on the racetrack. But here's the point that I will tell you right now that you guys might want to argue me about. <laughs> what holds the road better? Rubber or any other part of your motorcycle? <laughs> rubber. Rubber. Yeah, rubber, yeah. Mm -hmm. It turns out that if you want to corner really aggressively, the tires help you do that. Whereas any other part of the motorcycle oh, yeah. does not. Yeah. Okay, so any other part of the motorcycle has less traction than the tires. So here's an interesting physics thing for you. Any amount of metal hitting the ground will reduce the amount of rubber hitting the ground right. or the effect of the rubber hitting the ground. Correct. So or as the pressure of the rubber hitting the, the pressure of the contact of the metal hitting the ground. Yep. If we'll metal sitting the it, then it'll reduce the pressure of the... I appreciate you taking it that far, but you really didn't have to, because I think we can all agree rubber is sticky and other parts aren't. Well, well I'm looking at his di right. his physics diagram right. here. Yep. And it it doesn't take into account centripetal acceleration. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take into account it that at 15 more degrees of lean angle, the exhaust is going to touch down, right? So here's what we had to learn. So when we had to learn when we were racing scooters is that when we were racing scooters... In a right-hand turn, the bike was remarkably upright, and the human being was hanging way the fuck off into the turn. We had to move oh, yeah. the CG 
way the fuck inside of the turn so the bike could stay upright. Because if we leaned the bike over as far as we needed to, we were going to unload the tires and do what's called a fantastic low side. So okay. you guys, you guys were hack racers without the hack. Without the hack, exactly. You know, monkeys climbing right. around on the thing. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So in motorcycles that have objects that are low that hit the ground that don't fold up like Simba's, right? <laughs> you have to keep the bike upright. Wait, they fold up. They don't fold up. The pegs, <laughs> oh, the pegs don't fold. Don't. Up. Yeah fold <laughs> the bikes up. well if you do it right but in the, not the bikes. <laughs> in one of the most curious design concepts ever sym decided that the pegs should be rigid and just be a, a, bent, a piece of bent tubing with rubber pads on it nice right they don't fold and i found this out on the dragon they don't fold when, they, when it stood you up <laughs> every other motorcycle i've ever ridden on the dragon has pegs that fold up so when i lean the bike over and the peg hits the ground there's a little feel around the end of the peg and the peg folds up and my foot bends with it and i go that's where i can't go anymore i can't <laughs> lean anymore well when i lean the simba over on the dragon this giant rubber dick that my foot was on hit the asphalt and you know what it did it slowed the fuck down it acted like an extra break. Yeah. So it was an extra point of contact that wasn't spinning. Mm. And it wasn't helping my situation. It was a training wheel that didn't wheel. Right. Carbides on the, yeah. on the end of yeah, that. Right on. <laughs> so because it increased my friction and it increased my drag and everything else, I had an oh shit your pants moment on the dragon on a Simba because... When you do hit that, everything changes quickly. You decelerate very quickly, which changes the radius of your turn, which alters your lean angle, which basically tries to feed you into the the sausage creature very quickly. (laughs) 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 Fuck me, right? We'll see. You're not supposed to be doing that on a Simba. So we got that book from that guy. and how Cornering Confidence by John Del Vecchio. Read it. So, yeah. So for the since we got that book, what was that a year and a half ago? Yeah, well, two yeah, years ago? Years, yeah. I've been putting my face in the opposite mirror the way he tells you to yes, put your face exactly. in the opposite mirror. Yeah, yeah. So now it seems like everybody's got a better idea. <laughs> well, fuck it. I, you finally got used to, after a year of practicing, now I'm used to doing it that way. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, which mirror you put your face in? Yeah, all I know is when I had my wife on the back leaning. of the bike and she's no. not leaning, she's just sitting there oh, dead right. on the bike. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and I'm going leaning, around to turn you're, fast. You're keeping the bike up. I have no choice but to try to climb on the oh, inside so because the I've got to lean bike. for both of us. That's exactly okay. right. And she's like, "Why are you doing that?" And I'm like, "I've got to get over more Physics. because you're just staying straight up, right? Right. Because I've got to get through this turn, and I don't. <laughs> I right. have yep. to lean for you. And so the more you, the more you, you're upright, the more you have to lean the bike. I mean, if you're, if he's saying that you're supposed to stay straight up and down. Then the bike has to lean more. Okay, I mean, that's just so there's your low speed counter steering. So there's his face that. in the mirror right there. All right, so that. there you go, guys. We're looking at the picture right now. Our our friend over but there at Fort Nine. My our friend over here at Fort Nine is making what is at this point he's executing a right hand turn. He's doing his, a serpentine. But here's what I'd like to call your attention to. You'll notice that his body is perfectly vertical mm-hmm. from his asshole to the top of his helmet. <laughs> perfectly vertical. But the motorcycle is at a 18 degree lean. Okay. The motorcycle is 18 degrees off vertical. Okay. Now he's going six and a half miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can tell because look how turned the front wheel is now. And they teach you that in, in basic mm-hmm. riders. Absolutely. Now here's my, here's my question for you boys. The first point of contact that's about to hit the asphalt is his, is, uh, is, uh, um, what do you call that? Up the-, the belly pan. So mm-hmm. the belly pan guard. Mm-hmm. So his belly pan guard and his exhaust assist. 
Okay, he's on a BMW motorcycle. It's an 800. So he's a, he's on a t- twin cylinder BMW, you know, parallel twin. GS800. And so he's on this GS800, but you can see right now that his belly pan, which is metal and has no traction properties whatsoever, <laughs> I checked, is less than two inches off the tarmac, right? Mm-hmm. We can all agree on that. So how effective is that belly pan at maintaining traction? Zero. Zero. Yeah. So at this speed, he can get away with it because his lean angle is so mild. All right? His lean angle right now is super duper mild. Right. I'm going to tell you, my lean angle getting onto the freeway this morning on a Vespa was twice as aggressive as that is. Right. Okay? So at no point getting onto the freeway this morning on my Vespa in 52 degree temperatures was my lean angle as soft as his lane? Well, yeah, you lean were going faster right than eight miles an hour. Exactly, I was going thirty yeah. miles an hour, accelerating yeah. up to seventy-five. Yeah. So I was leaning the and way that you should be leaning. You were probably going to do a two hundred and seventy degree turn. I was too, absolutely. There, whereas this but, guy's, he's going to rack right. back on the other way. He's, absolutely, but that's a bad habit to learn because what happens if if it's muscle memory at high speed, you're going to you're going to rack yourself. You're in a low side. So I guess the real thing is what we have to remember is just like they said in star wars it's from a certain point of view from a particular point of view and that's where it it is very important to specify okay for all you people that watch the video i respect and honor your opinion but let's put a little common sense into it no at no point in the video is the man actually telling you that you must always do this all the fucking time because that is not what that is not the right way to do it, okay? The right way to do it is to understand that at low speed, for very quick transitional turns, yeah. having your body upright and being able to see where you're going and being able to do the, you know, the, the McTwist, the Lambert twist underneath you on that bike is fucking cool. Yeah, rapid lane changes and shit like it's, that. It's the same look with a bicycle. I mean, even your instinct at going yeah. low speeds, you're never going to be like knee down on a yeah. fucking like, Eight, eight miles an hour little please forgive turn. the fact that this is a lambretta okay but but the point remains the same right when we're riding the wrong equipment when we're racing the wrong equipment as you can see the knee puck on that rider is not offering any traction okay so that guy riding that vintage lambretta scooter on a racetrack the knee pack the knee puck is simply giving him a triangle all it's doing is barely glancing against the ground the tires are doing all the fucking work the knee is not doing any work no but he's got about a half a millimeter before the back hits, and And this is the problem is if he commits any further than that so you can see he is leaning at a greater angle than the bike is do you as a racer and of doing this a long time Does your body get accustomed to know exactly how much yeah. of that thing you can get before you're going to hit that? Yeah. In fact, what he's doing is he's hooking his knee on the seat, the opposite knee, the knee that's not on the tarmac. Yep. Yeah. He's hooking that on the seat. And then what he'll do is he'll understand by how much his left arm is straight, like how straight his left where arm he is, is in the to understand where it is. Because when you go back to uh, Fortnite's video, another common problem, another reason that that, that business of staying upright is your arms are only so long. So, right. and that's another right. problem with this operation of keeping yeah. yourself up. Right. But you the bike is you're not down. Going. So was right. that picture? You're like, oh, yeah. you're holding on to the left. <laughs> you're like, was the previous picture? Yeah. It makes me think 
I mean, and I don't know this for sure, right? But it looks like when the bikes lean like that, yeah. that your contact patch is actually increased. It is over yeah. being straight up it and is. down. Absolutely, you're using the meat of the tire, and you know, right. and that's you know, that's tire. But there's that too. one video of the guys doing circle track. Yep, where the the. One guy's got one bar up like this, yep. and he's trashing. You know, oh like, yeah, the old Japanese dude. Right. Yeah, that thing kicks sick. ass because he's just basically like. Mm, well, and that motorcycle's designed to have one handlebar down by your knee and the other handlebar up here, and it has nothing to drag. It, it only turns one direction. Right. Yeah. It They're literally doing circle only racing. turns one direction. That's all it does. So I have an important question. Yeah. To get maybe an extra half inch of leaning, can you trim your your balls? <laughs> that's, really, that's why all these guys sell these bikes when they're seventy. Well, <laughs> and I, this, this is a better picture because this shows the Vespa, and this shows how much you hang off a of Vespa. So there's a Vespa there being followed by a Lambretta, and the Vespa, the bike stays more upright. So those are two guys going at the same speed through the same turn, right? And the reason that that helps show you is that the Vespa is a few degrees more vertical than the Lambretta is. Lambretta has a little more right cornering clearance than the Vespa does. You can see the Vespa is about to touch down any moment now. So the rider, the rider leans in, carries his weight. He hangs off the motorcycle. It's so it hangs like off racing the pickup trucks. Yeah, it is like racing pickup trucks. It's the wrong tool for the job. It's it's absolutely the wrong tool for the job. Um, here's a pretty good example of it right here. This is you know this is a guy who's really getting into it. Um, if you don't know, Vespa racing is a thing. It's pretty fucking psychotic and a lot of fun. But uh, the problem we were talking about with that system of hanging off the bike and letting the bike lean underneath you is that your human arms are only so long. And once your arm is fully extended, it cannot bend anymore. It is holding the motorcycle. Right. So you can't use it in your lungs. Or your arms are longer than most. Yeah. But that whole idea is by having the bike turning underneath you, you're going to notice in the picture of this guy on the bike, he's owning that bike he's right up in it he couldn't be any closer to that machine but even that being said his right arm doesn't have much more bend to give he's his right arm is damn near straight at this point and that's a consequence of keeping the bike straight and having the bike go at an angle underneath you oh you and what about trying to work arm. that uh floorboard operated rear brake. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> forget about that forget about that if yeah, yeah. that's all you got <laughs> yeah, that is literally all you fucking got so that's just an interesting thing. So watching the Fortnite video, um, what's funny is after I watched it and after all these all these people have kind of commented and said, you know, holy shit, can you believe what this guy's saying? Because, yeah, people who've taken motorcycle racing courses, people who've taken fast tracks or, you know, fast day courses or even any track day, we all know that the greater the lean angle of the machine, the higher the risk. So sooner or later, some hard parts of the machine are going to touch. And if you're not fucking Valentino Rossi, and if you're not riding a motorcycle that is literally designed to be where your elbow is a point that contacts the earth, you probably don't have the kind of aggressive cornering clearance designed into your motorcycle to let it do that. So, and I, but also, I think it's it's a personal thing too, yeah. because I tend to lean off bikes a lot when I turn. I try to like really get off the bike and pull yeah. it through the corner. Right. But Mike, my old, you know, my friend Mike. Yeah. When he rides and he's fast as fuck, he is fast. He's yeah. a really fast rider. Right. He like he stay. He doesn't stay upright. Right. But whatever the bike lean is, yeah. He's he's exactly zero degrees to the seat. So okay. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he <laughs> follows the bike. No, but he no, never hangs off. He stays vertical. Right. right. Yeah. On the bike. Right. But like yeah. somehow he makes that fast as fuck. And like I've ch I've chased him. I'm like I I sometimes underestimate a right. turn. Because I look at him and he's just kind of upright, leaned with the bike exactly yep. like zero degrees, but the bike's ten degrees. So it just you know it just looks like he's leaned over a little bit. Yep. 
So I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a turn. Yeah. And then I hit it. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> like, yeah. and that's too. And a big part of that is confidence and trusting your tires. Sure. So like True. I know I've ridden True. with a lot of people that trust their tires way more than I trust my tires. Yeah. yeah. And I trust my tires sometimes more than other people do. And right. that's a big part of riding a motorcycle is, you know, that level of that level of trust. So it, it depends also- on the bike. It depends on the speed. Depends on the rider. Right, and, and, the tire. and the tires. Yeah, I figure, like, I'm too big not to use this mask to try to help. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I get a few inches this way or that way, it's probably helping. Ain't that the much. fucking truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that picture's for, right there. So that's uh, that's what we get. We get uh, extreme <laughs> scooter racing, right there. The uh, but I just wanted to bring that up because you know, again, he's a yeah. YouTube personality, he's a YouTube celebrity, but a lot of people watch him, and he he you know he's got a billion zillion followers. But that's information that I really, I went back and I kind of watched it again because I wasn't sure. And uh, it is the thing. It's like you really have to specify like at certain speeds. And that technique is great when you're going at very low speeds. Mm -hmm. But when you're going at higher speeds, you do have to move your center of gravity needs to go in a different place. And nowadays you look at the GP racers, they're putting a foot down. They're of not course. putting a knee down yeah. anymore. And that's they're coming the, in. Right. They're going right. in circle tracks. Yeah. Now. Well, you're backing it in too because you you've said that part of racing now is going to be drifting. So part of uh, racing is exceeding the grip package of your tire. So or not exceeding it, but being aware of it. Matching it. Yeah, being aware of it and letting it drift a certain amount, letting the wheel spin a certain predictable mm-hmm. amount. And so when you do that, that's that backing it in. That's yep. that foot out. Well, and also with MotoGP and the rest of it, it's yeah. all, a lot of it has to do with superstition. And if the the fastest guy does something, Always. then everybody does it. Because when, when Valentino Rossi started sticking the leg out, right. nobody had done that. And that came from his flat track yep. racing. It was exactly. just something right. that he felt yep. comfortable. Within yep. five races... 50% of the yep. thing, we're all dragging their there's fucking a, legs Here's a picture out. right here. And and so when I started, uh, when I made a transition from racing motorcycles into racing scooters, I was behind a guy that was doing this technique, right? Yeah. So this guy was, you know, he's he's on a bike and, you know, he clearly was a flat, he clearly was a, a motocross rider. He clearly was a flat tracker kind of guy. And the dude just insistent, every fucking super tight turn we do, he'd throw his fucking leg out. Right. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> I just don't think I'm going to do it. And you can see the guy in the front is very high up on the bike where the guy behind him is very low on the bike. And there's two techniques right there being ridden by the same, you know, two different people in the same class. And now granted, these are this, you know, the first guys on a TGB, Taiwan Golden B with a kit, 70 CC, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. These bikes top speed 70 miles per hour, but they do a 24 hour fucking race on these mm-hmm. bikes. So it's like three top end. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are as good as you're going to get in that, in that endeavor. But what I learned was the penalty for when you actually do put your foot down. So you are hanging that foot out there to give you yourself a sense of confidence. But occasionally, you will get lazy. And occasionally, your heel will hit the deck. Oh yeah. And when your heel hit the decks, hits the deck, I want to tell you, that's a come to Jesus moment because it upsets all your geometry. Oh, I can mm. I can attest to that. Yep. Doing that boonie bike race a couple of years ago at the <laughs> yeah. fucking thing. Yep, yep, yep. I, I duct taped my fucking boot, right? Right. And so I had this nice slick duct tape. It was on the outside. About four laps into it, that wore off. Yeah. And then the oh, fucking no, the the glue rubber, was sticking oh. out. Yeah. And my fucking foot hit, and I almost fucking totaled myself. And that's the thing, is yeah. people don't realize when you're racing and you have the bike leaned over and you got a lot of lateral forces on you, that the having your foot 
hit the deck, especially when your foot's in front of you. Oh, it's fine. As opposed to just your toes. Well, there's the whole back. thing. The shoe. Those guys, yeah. the circle track guys are wearing a metal, metal shoe. Shoes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And they are using and they are loading that foot up. That foot is being loaded up as a contact It's patch. a ski. It's a ski. It's part yeah. of the bike. Yeah. Exactly. It's a tricycle ski. But when I can tell you the time that I was like, oh, that, that dude seems to know what he's got going on. I'm going to throw a foot out there because I have no dirt bike riding experience that hasn't right, ended right. up in a hospital. Right? <laughs> so I put my foot out to be like him yeah. and I put my foot out and lean the bike over lean the bike over lean the bike over and eventually my foot hit the ground when my foot hit the ground all the energy of the ground because earth is heavy yeah the planet weighs a lot and the whole planet pushed against me on my bike and it, it just upset my whole turn I nearly high sided that bitch right. like I nearly threw it away and you can easily blow a knee out seriously. and I had made oh, yeah. that turn no shit 400 times before right. with my foot on the floorboards and my knee out successfully made the turn at least 400 times no problems. Right. Put my foot out one time and nearly saw God. So fuck that <laughs> shit. Yeah, I can tell you right now, for this guy, doesn't work so well. Gotcha. Not my favorite thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. And again, we're taking it down to a micro scale, but the whole idea is just showing that like, we're not just talking about 200 horsepower motorcycles. We're talking about a 13 horsepower motorcycle, but the science still fucking applies. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting, I think, at the least. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting deal. Uh, I just thought I'd bring that up. So, oh, Steve's back. No. So uh, we did want to talk about, because we are talking, we're trying to stay on target because uh, our podcast listeners deserve that. We, so there has been a push and there has been either a rumor or somebody somewhere with a lot of fucking followers has said that, you know, getting the COVID shot will make your testicles swell and you'll become impotent. No, no. What they're talking about is that uh, you, you saw that, didn't you? Uh, Isn't yeah. that a Kardashian or one it's of Cardi those? B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Her yeah. wet ass pussy. Yeah. And her her cousin's friend's big ass balls. Fucking mental juggernaut. Again. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, don't ever call the CDC. Call the Cardi B. Right. That's where we get all of our medical advice. It's from Cardi B. It so wasn't. It, it was a friend of a friend of her cousin. It was her person co- that lives in Africa. No, it's in Trinidad, Tobago. Oh, okay, sorry. The prime minister of Trinidad, Tobago had to go on the internet and go on TV and say, there has been no substantiation that anybody's (laughs) cousin's brother's testicles have shrunk and he's become impotent as a result of the the vaccine. Right. Yet, she has so many fucking followers that it, it facilitated that level of a response. Right. Welcome to the world we live in. Right. You got you got ninety seven three million followers. You are now a more reputable news source than anybody's medical sure. system, like any CDC sure. or anything else. Anyway, well, you so a, you have a wider demographic following you, which yes. includes stupid people. True. I would argue mostly. And also, like, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't even look I would, at Twitter. I would I argue, have no social media. Well, so no, I would argue, like the average person, you might get like that thing. Right. But with her, you're already at the fucking very bottom, bottom of yeah, fucking. That's true. Yeah. And when she, I don't even one, know who she is. So you don't need to. She's like the female Kanye West. She a rap, so she's a rap singer. She's a female Kanye West. She yeah. made a song Kanye, called Kanye. "Wet Ass Pussy." And yeah. all the people were talking about it because it's the WAP, wet ass pussy, and that was the thing. Was it on the radio? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but they just censored it. But then they have like seven year old girls dancing to wet ass oh, pussy no. and stuff. It's oh, fucking, yeah. she's awesome, dude. <laughs> I, that was facetious. Was <laughs> <laughs> facetious? No, I mean that I don't was know. facetious I heard, as shit. I never heard that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I get you. Uh, she started her career as a hooker. Yeah. 
stripper. Yeah. So apparently she and robbed, it, went down, it went downhill from there. Pranking guys and stealing their money. Yeah, she would get them all fucked up and be like, I'm going to fuck you. And then they pass out and wake up with nothing. Huh. And their kidneys are gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, kind of like anybody who That's works. That's a Kardashian yeah. girl? Yeah. And the government pays. <laughs> no, she's passed out. The government takes all your money? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> right. I had no, I, I had not heard that. That was not, I, I yeah. I, I plead ignorance of that whole thing, but. Seems to be on point. Yeah, seems no, to be on is, message. Yeah. yeah well, it. she got she got cases thrown at her for it. And oh, really? She, oh, yeah. It was a couple years ago. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know uh, why I know this. I don't even follow. I don't know anything. I just know yes, that you do. Don't I masturbate to her daily. But no, leave me because alone. he woke up and he had no money. He had no <laughs> money. He keeps talking about that first wife. His <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Minahaz, and it <laughs> wasn't a wife. Right. She promised her name. Is. She promised me so much. <laughs> so wait, wait. So we started on swollen balls, and now we're talking about what? No, because she <laughs> said it. I don't really know. You she said we were supposed to it. stay on point. Yeah, I know. She I said went. it. She uh, said it. No, it's, like, it's, it's one fun. of those things where you say we're gonna stay. That's the. That's the. That is the only WAP I care about. That is that is the 2009 Malaguti F10 WAP, or as will always be known, the best bike at Mid Ohio. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. uh, the silver one, right? The silver one. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, yeah, that thing's awesome. Wet ass yeah. pussy, man. Yeah, that is. Is that yeah. currently in production? No, not for years. 2009. Yeah, they don't Mid- still make it. It's a two stroke, but it's like it's adorable. It's pocket size. It It is straight up. It is one of my absolute favorite Mid Ohio bikes. I remember you were like, I don't think it's going to start. And you kicked it and it started right up. And you're like, you're yeah. like, all right. One kick. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't gone to Mid-Ohio in two years. Yeah. Never left the back of my warehouse. Right. One kick. And it was like Mid-Ohio. Yeah. yeah. It was here. like, hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you, the rest of you fucking bikes, get your shit together. It didn't even do the warm up like, no, 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 no. no. It didn't. I kicked that bitch one time with gas in it from two years ago. Yeah. Now, I will say this. In its defense, that was track gas. Yeah, right. So there was no ethanol mm-hmm. in it. That helps. So that helps mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And the fact that one kick, that fucking F10, lit up. Yep. And that thing, the last job it did two years ago was pulling all the other bikes down to where the trailer was. Right. So that thing had a strap on the back of it, and it was pulling John on a fucking, you know, Grand it Vista. and Strap on it? Its whole job was basically strap, strap on, on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard had a strap on the entire goddamn time. But I will give it fucking credit. Heart of gold. Yeah. Like, heart of gold. I still love that bike to this day. And it's cute. It has little, little gauges on it and everything. It's adorable. Yes. It's an adorable little bike that was made in Italy when it had only one job and that was just to be adorable. Yeah. There's nothing on that bike that can stab you. And it has a schnabel. <laughs> it has a schnabel. It, it just, and there's no rear rack. It's just, it has a completely ineffective rear wing that does nothing. <laughs> Look at where the rear wing is. Yeah. You're going to catch some real downforce on that, aren't you? That's if you yeah. fart. That's the F- <laughs> F10 <laughs> WAP. Or, or as we used to call it before that song came out. Right. We called it the WAP. <laughs> <laughs> Is Italian. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. Uh, it came with dumb wop tires and everything. It was legit. So <laughs> dumb wop tires. Oh, hold on. Yeah, right. I didn't say that. There were so many opportunities for Foley. Actually, I was, I, I'm it. trying to restrain myself. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> you, just, you don't know your right. soundboard. You are <laughs> ineffective. Sh- no restrain. What is Foley? Like the noise, you know, like when you watch a movie, none of that's real noise. Slapstick. Like when somebody breaks a bone, it's celery breaking and right. shit or yeah. fucking whatever. Right. 
Yeah, but is that a is that the technical term? Yeah, for that, so, uh, what's to be that. To well, the, that's kind of sound effects. The guy that does it. So, like, if if we're saying, okay, today we're going to film a movie, and the guy's going to be walking across the gravel parking lot. Well, we're not going to put a microphone by his shoes. Right. You're going to be in the background crumpling up paper. And you'll simulate or actually, that. So or a guy who's doing yeah. a, his job's name is Foley. He's a Foley yeah. artist. Have you okay. ever seen that shit, okay. dude? Look yeah. up a video. It's fucking great. They have a whole studio. Yes, exactly. And they'll have, they'll have like gravel yeah, in a box yeah, and right. things and celery. Yeah. And so, so they watch the movie and they watch it with headphones <laughs> on it. And they'll be like, they're synchronizing. They're right. like, yeah. It's really cool. And it's then so the, you don't the, have the to guy put microphones. Next to him, it's like when the foot hits right. the mud. I've never heard like, that term before. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's a Foley fucking, artist. Yeah. I would love to do that, dude. Yeah. Like the martial arts ones when they're kicking people and stuff, yeah. they're hitting shit and everything. The guy has lettuce or celery, and then when the guy breaks a bone, he'll be like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's so good, dude. So apparently, um, while we were sleeping, yeah, this happened. Yeah. So while we were sleeping. The big bang happened? Uh, no, 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 no. It's just, just, just background for us. This isn't all going to be a video-supported podcast for our listeners at home. Bill Finn uh, figured out a wormhole to have a warehouse. Right. It's <laughs> it. Perfect. So apparently what had happened is um, the National Conference of State Legislatures has moved forward in their adoption of automated traffic laws enforcement. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of things do happen. Uh, in the world without actually asking us permission, just making sure people know that. And so um, right now in 22 states, um, we live in one of them. And if people would like to know, Alabama, Arizona, California, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Missouri, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, no Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. Wisconsin, man. I've been there. Wisconsin will man. make that shit yeah. illegal. Yeah. yeah. That's Look, right. Wisconsin outlawed DUI checkpoints. See? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So there are states that are for the citizens and there are states mm-hmm. that are against the Gotta citizens. Gotta love Wisconsin, right. baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sorry. Anyway. That wasn't me. Turn that shit off. So, well, I had a point to this, but not this. Friggin' sign these, guy. Right. Again, again we there's there's a, there's an American taking a Mexican job. I know. I know. They took her germs. Right. That's <laughs> it. You know what? When the Mexican was controlling our Foley, we had good Foley. Now you're over there trying to, yeah, uh-huh. That's right. Fucking around. Yep. Fucking around. So anyway, uh, so this is one of these things that's saying that these, these pilot programs have been authorized in many, many, many states. And this is something that did happen without your permission. Are these the states? What? Oh my god. Wacko? Um, Animaniacs. Here goes. Hola. That's from Rouge, Louisiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Columbus is the capital of Ohio. There's Montgomery, Alabama, south of Helena, Montana, then there's Denver, Colorado, under Boise, Idaho. Texas has Austin, then we go north to Massachusetts, Boston, and Albany, New York. Tallahassee, Florida, and Washington, D.C., Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Nashville, Tennessee. That's all the states that have the... the, Right, so... So this is something that, you know... Was that a project for school or what? (laughs) That's the Animaniacs. Steve, that was really good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's better than than his fucking sound effects. That's all. No. Okay. Not anyway. (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> it fucking bombs bombs out again <laughs> fucking bombs man. and that's okay somebody send me the cards I'll pick them up tomorrow as a, as I worked hard on that I had to look it up and all this as shit. they said in Hamilton immigrants they get the job done <laughs> all right it's gonna be hard to kick you off the pod MAGA <laughs> so Maine Mississippi New Hampshire South Carolina Texas and West Virginia prohibit fucking prohibit both red light and speed cameras. Montana and South Dakota prohibit red light cameras. New Jersey and Wisconsin do not allow speed cameras. Nevada prohibits the use of cameras unless operated by an actual human being officer or installed on law enforcement vehicles or facilities. We're going to talk about that in a second. The constitutionality of automated enforcement laws has been challenged in many jurisdictions. Okay. However, this is where, where we're from. Cleveland Police Department has cars that they park. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. on the car is no less yep. than 16 fucking cameras. Yep. And they're pointed in every goddamn direction. And all those cameras do is read license plates. The camera reads license plates and the camera says, okay, this, this license plate that we're keeping track of is a known offender or a warrant or a, a you know, whatever. Those are called vehicle noticing cars. Exactly. They notice you. They notice you. Mm. And it's a car and it's there and it doesn't have a human in it. Mm-hmm. just a car and the reason is we had some pushback in the state of ohio a few years ago on in place in situ traffic cameras mm-hmm. and in fact a law just got well a court ruling just got taken uh, that said if you've had a law enforcement camera based infraction which i did so one of our vehicles in the case of rented leased or corporate vehicles you can go get your fucking money back. Okay. Mm. Because they lost a case. And in my situation, my Tundra, apparently my Tundra without my permission or without my knowledge was driving down Carnegie at 52 miles an hour, that cocksucker Mm. and happened to go past a traffic enforcement camera and got a picture taken of the Tundra, the front and the back. And I got a ticket issued to me, the owner of the Tundra, even though clearly that Tundra was operating without my permission. Because I would never give that truck permission to go 52 miles an hour down Carnegie. <laughs> of course. Because it's a 35 mile an hour zone. Of uh-huh. course. So clearly that truck was operating without the permission of me, the owner. Had to be now, James. Exactly. It had to be anybody. But the but him. But the you owner. couldn't prove it was me. Right. Right. And eventually, after I went in and fought it, they said, yeah, that's nice. Pay the fucking ticket. So I paid the fucking ticket. So I paid the ticket. But now I qualify for being one of those fools that gets to go back and get my money back. Hmm. Because it is, in fact, the case where... Because you contested it? Because I contested it. Good for you. So I contested it, and I contest everything anyway. I just believe, you know, we pay a lot of money for these courts to operate. We might as well use them. Right. And there's a slim chance the guy who's got an axe to grind against you isn't going to show up, right? Or he doesn't care, right? So anyway. So everybody who had a ticket that was a leased vehicle, a company-owned vehicle, a rented vehicle, right? You stand in good ground right now to get that ticket thrown out Mm -hmm. and get that money paid back to you. Because, in fact, it's true, you can't prove it was me committing the violation. You can only prove that that vehicle was committing the violation and then send a bill for that to the owner of the vehicle. Who happens to be? Me, in this case, (laughs) right? And again, I'm not saying I was the guy driving it down Carnegie. 
It could have been any one of my members of my staff or my support crew or anybody who might be driving it. But the point is you damn sure can't prove it was me because you didn't have a cop pull me over. You didn't have a cop identify me, interview me, and write me a fucking ticket. Or follow you for 52 miles. It doesn't matter. Exactly, right. Yeah, you cannot prove I I was going 52 miles. I have a right to face my accuser. Absolutely. So they didn't bring the camera into court, so fuck you. Right. Yeah. So, are they ju- just issuing the ticket to the license plate owner? Yeah. 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 Because that happened to me over in Newburgh Heights. Yeah. Well, Newburgh, you don't have to pay those. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. Those are not citations. If you look at them closely, yeah. Yeah. you're being assessed a fee. You're being right, exactly. And it's a collection agency. Yeah. And yeah. And they can't do anything about it. Right. They're unenforceable. It doesn't go on your license. Right. It's basically nothing yeah and those are and also where the fuck were you three months ago (laughs) (laughs) i talked about this on the podcast he has a company 1-800-JOHN get you out of tickets or something and there's also things like mayor's courts and stuff like that where they don't really have any they don't have any recourse they don't have any power to go after you and charge you more money via they can submit you to a collection collections agency well they actually you know i I was there we want you to voluntarily pay of course they do and i paid it late and they they whacked me with an extra $25, right. which I didn't pay, right. and they haven't come after me. No, but no they, won't. they were happy to get the first I'm still laughing. I'm taking my attorney, John McElfresh, in with me. I haven't been paid at all, and it's right. been two years ago, and I talked with the, one of the Newberg guys who, yeah. I was, who came in, and I was programming his radio. I'm like, yeah. those aren't citations. I read it really close. Right. It's not a citation. No. He's like, nope, they can't do anything. No. They can't take your license. Nope. They can't, it doesn't go it's on a your fee. record. It's just a fee. Right. If you pay it, thank you for paying it. Yep. If you don't pay it, then eh, yep. they'll ask you to pay it again. Yep. Uh, same, it's the Fuck. same way a lot of the stuff mm. that's a parking violation, a parking violation that cites you a parking fee based on camera activity when you can be like, that's not me parking there. Right. You're charging me, but I didn't park there. You're charging me, but I didn't drive there. Right. Oh, well, so now their, their speed camera violation is written up as a parking infraction. It's a misuse of vehicle, right? It's a misuse of the city. We're not saying that you were violating the law in the city. What we're saying is you were using the city incorrectly. So you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing in the city. So it kind of has the same teeth as a parking violation, which means they're not going to take your license away for it on a state level. But if you go into that city, they may hold it against you later on. But that's just simply them doing it on a fiduciary standpoint. If you, you didn't know? like, you can't get. They're not going to. Or, or no. there's not going to be a warrant. Not at all. Even the Newburgh Heights cop is like not going to see that nope. you have unpaid exactly. traffic cam tickets. Yep. It's, it's all exactly. Just- it. And in the case of Cleveland, in particular, the city is paying a third party vendor. So all these things are coming through a third party vendor, and that's where it becomes corrupt because there is a for profit element of mm-hmm. that. So because there's a for profit element, they're encouraged to commit or create more of them. Right. As opposed to an actual law enforcement officer who is enforcing the law, that's what they call him, right? And so he's witnessing a violation and issuing a summons, subpoena, or fine. And when all those tickets are, all those tickets are, is a summons. You're being, your violation is a summons. Now, the fact that you are being given the option of admitting to your guilt and paying for your, your fine upfront without going to court is a convenience mm-hmm. because the citation itself is saying, if you don't pay this beforehand, you are required to appear in court next Tuesday. Right now, of course you don't want to go to court on next Tuesday. You See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, so you, you. Right, yeah, so you summarily, and if you don't have a violation in the past year, they're giving you the benefit of the option of waiving the citation, right. which you think is great, but you're still getting the points and you're still paying the maximum amount possible. I say, fuck that. 
make the fucker work for it. Go in and say, look, I'll make you a deal. No points and 50 bucks. And that's the thing. If you do no contest, most of the time, they don't give a fuck. As long as they get their money, you won't get the points. I always like to say, fuck no contest. I straight up, I straight up go in and say, look, I didn't do it. He's arguing pretty aggressively that I did do it. But I'm willing to negotiate with you, Mr. Safety Director, ahead of time, or you, Mr. Prosecutor, ahead of time. Oh, before the case. Exactly. Let's not even bother the judge with this shit. This is a two-point violation, but I don't think I deserve it. Look at my record. It's clean as fucking shit. I've got zero points on this bitch. So, I'm usually right, apparently. My record's better than yours is, because I'm asserting that your guy's wrong. So one of us coming into this situation is righter than the other one. I'll give you 50 bucks. I'll give you 100 bucks. No points. Write it off. Fair enough. That's yeah. what they want. That's what they're there for. They want their it's, money. It's yeah. income generation. Yep. If you don't ask, you don't get. In the case of a citation in particular, I find it's better to just go ahead and say, hey, look, you know what? Unless you have literally video that you're going to pull up on the screen and go to the trouble of, you know, properly fighting your case against me, the best you're ever going to do the first time you go to court is doing what? You're going to get another date. So you just wasted a day. You go to court. Oh, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go talk to this fucking cop. We're going to sort this shit out. You show up. You know what happens? Squat touche, as Chris would say. Cops well, they not don't... there. Of course the cop's not there. What do they do? Mr. Smith, how do you plead? Innocent. We'll see you in three weeks. Please sign here to, for, uh, to relinquish your right to a fair and speedy trial. And then what do you do? You go back three weeks later, and maybe the cop is there. Maybe not. You're throwing the dice. If the cop doesn't show up, you walk. If the cop does show off, show up, hopefully you've had the presence of mind to get there really fucking early and ask to talk to the prosecutor or the safety director and go talk to the prosecutor if you've got a prosecutor there or talk to the safety director and just say, hey, man, this is, you know, come on. 35 and a 25? This is ridiculous. But you're Phil Waters. And when I did that, yeah. they just yelled at me. <laughs> so what did it cost them to yell at you? Whatever it would have cost me to pay the fine. Exactly. It was, it was stupid, though, because I had pictures and I had the law that stated He looked that like Charlie from 125 8 by 10s Charlie Sheen over I here. gave no, him to no. the judge no, who was I blind. I did. Always sunny. I had the I had pictures and I had the fact that With the pictures the and the engineer, arrows and the description on the got, back of each and every one. He's got strings going to all the different things. He's like, "Your honor, look." Another ah, case of American blind justice. Came from the grass, you know, to, No, it was like there was it was a left-hand turn sign was that obstructed. was Im- improperly placed. No, it wasn't even there. They have to have one on the pole. And you know, on the pole by the street, and they have to have one above the pole the in the Hungarian. They, there was no, there was no sign there, right. and the other one was two lanes over. Yeah, that said you couldn't turn left. Right, and so well, fuck that. Don't pay. No, the, he said you're right, but you're paying the fine. You're right, but you're paying anyway. Wah, like, wah. That's what he said. Lakewood. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck Lakewood. There you that's go. why nobody lives there right. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just letting you know that. These laws have been passed, and these programs, these pilot programs are happening. And in Europe, they've got a lot of traction. I can tell That's you that. That's what I was going to say. In Europe, there's tons of them. You can lose your license in five stoplights. I mean, you can. You, just If you go yep. 40 mile an hour down this street from yep. here to here, you, you're done. Yep. And you can. And John's exactly right. Uh, traveling and, in the UK. Well, and you know, when you put this up there, I yep. looked up. So Mayfield Heights yep. have increased their uh, highway traffic cams mm-hmm. uh, 
offenses by 100% wow. in the last 12 months, yeah. and people are averaging over 85 miles an hour right. out on 271. Yeah. So yep. there Jeez. is there is a, a problem with people ripping and tearing down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got no problem with it. COVID, yeah, COVID <laughs> plus one month. COVID plus one month. You get out on the freeway, everybody was going 115 miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. Right? They just don't I mean, give a it. fuck. Yeah, nobody exactly. pulled you over. Right. Well, did you exactly. see, did right. you see I'll though cough that on you. besides this here in yeah. Europe, there was a whole article on Adventure Rider, they're talking about it, and it's probably yeah. going to come here in the next 10 years, but they are going to- be dead. They're, <laughs> they're going to institute, um, uh, all the cars are going to have to report the speeds that they're going at. Yep. And so the car will know what the speed limit of the street is, right. and it'll either restrict your speed or it'll give you an automatic fine by driving Absolutely. over. Absolutely. And so that's why I wanted to bring this up, because... That'll be an override on your car. It's yeah. not. Yeah. So here's... A $285 override. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until I'm, you get I'm caught, sorry. and then I'm going to pay the upcharge. But here's the thing is, you guys are talking about... As soon as you boot it up, it will report itself, and you will then... <laughs> yeah, right. Re- report that you're trying to override? Yes. So you guys are talking about this like, this might happen someday. But this has already been happening no, for 10 going, years. No, it's going. They said in five no, years. it's already happened. Yeah, All they're going to do is hack the system where it's it location, says, location, you'll location. be doing 45 and it'll be reporting 35. You can easily do that. When well, I I'm worked sure. for the city, I was installing devices that was an OBD2, plug it in, yeah. and you could go drive around and I could click on any point and tell how fast you were going, anywhere you were, anywhere it was. Yeah, a lot of fleet vehicles have that already. It's yeah. not even that difficult. It's, yeah. So, what do you, so if you change the size of your tires... If you put bigger tires on, yeah. you can get away with there it. There you go. There you go. So you're going to have 32s on your... Uh... Or is it going to be GPS speed? GPS speed. So this is why... So GPS speed don't so give a fuck about thank your tire you. size. Thank they, you for doing my work for me. Because yeah. they have GPSs in them. Because so this is the way it's been for a long time. And, and we I'm live, using globals or whatever the so Russian we live one in a is. Con- we live in a country... <laughs> yeah. He's only buying Russian cars from now From now on. <laughs> well, and there's something to be said for that. So... Uh, this has been a thing for quite a while in Japan. So if you read this article, what year is this article written? Uh, 2007. Yeah, 2007. So 2007, the Nissan GTR, when you bought your car from the factory, it was speed limited to 111 miles per hour. It would not go any faster than 111 miles an hour. Unless you were at the racetrack. The car knew GPS location. Mm. The car knew that it was at the racetrack. And as soon as you pulled onto the racetrack property, the speed limiter went away. Wow. Okay. Now, keep in mind, that technology existed 14 years ago. Yeah. And there are many, many, because I do dabble in Japanese cars. Uh, there are many, no. m- m- yeah, I know, just no a, shit, really? Just a tip. Yeah, just a tip, just for a minute. Okay, so there are many Japanese cars today that you can purchase that have this feature in them. Hmm. It's kind of like the <laughs> geofencing with it's a geofencing. quadcopter. It's just drones, like, yeah. It just doesn't let you cross it. Right. Do they consider the United States a racetrack? <laughs> yeah, so so this is the point. The point is that it's either going to happen on the the... It's either going to happen on the enforcement side municipally. So it'll, ha- it'll be a municipal opportunity for cash creation. And, and you know, and that's, that's what that is. Well, this is also going to force the self-driving cars because nobody's going to be like, you know what? It's not fun to drive anymore because yep. right. I just get a ticket. Right. So you know what? Might yep. as well buy it and self-drive it because there's no yep. point in and, and 
or it's going to be on the manufacturing side to then say, Oscar, with the new Subaru, we're going to protect you from getting that super expensive ticket. With that new Subaru, we're going to limit it. We're going to let you punch the number on the dashboard. Because look, man, I had a Buick in the 80s that had a little thing on the dial on the speedometer, and you could spin that little arm and you just move the arm. It's mechanical. And as soon as the other arm got hit, it went. Yeah. Eh, I remember that. Yeah. Eh. It was an alert. It was an alert to let you know you're speeding. <laughs> it was a speed alert. And it was purely analog. There was no digital equation to it whatsoever. <laughs> it was like playing Operation with a car. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like playing Operation with a Buick. As soon as the needle hit whatever dial, whatever you put on the dial, it, it alerted you, and you're like, oh shit, it was getting away from me there for a second. Digesters. Turn that needle up some more. Yeah, Speaking of that, operation. that needle up. You know who is really huge in supporting the whole like self-driving car and like all this stuff is Pornhub. They're tra- <laughs> <laughs> especially with the big screens on the Teslas. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> the new Cybertruck comes with a tissue dispenser, <laughs> fucking Kleenex. Comes what with else 20, are you gonna do on a three-hour fucking twenty-four-inch <laughs> monitor and electronically dimming windows and a fucking lap dispenser? <laughs> That's right. Jeez. And in the glove compartment, <laughs> the whole manscape grooming yeah. set. Oh, fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. Well, you guys may have heard that we haven't said anything about manscape yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did, Did it happen? Do they have new copy. Get on your machine. Well, here's the problem with our relationship with manscape. They... <laughs> Honey, is Manscaped still your friend? You know what, guys? <gasps> Apparently, it took two whole months. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, it took two whole months for that company to decide that our services were no longer required. Aww. Now, I'm not saying that they fired us, but uh, what I'm saying is... They listen to a podcast. What I'm saying is my last request... (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is my last request... Oh, that one goes on for a while. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. That's the whole show, isn't it? Yeah, that's the whole show, right? Okay. All right. So our last request for payment... Because look, service is rendered, right? Yeah. We did our job. We talked about it. Hell, talked about it on multiple forums. I've included it on all the videos. I was going to say, they're not even paying us for the Moto Story shit. Oh, you're right. right? It's in there. They're not even paying it for that. Anyway, I digress. So what did it? Was it thick? Well, I, I think it was well, your refusal to use it. They were like, "This motherfucker won't use well, it." Well, he's the one that needs it. We can't go against the Dollar Shave Club. So hold on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Okay. Before you, before you start listening, before you bury the hatchet deeply in somebody else's back, give me a second and tell you, we haven't been fired, but we may have been lightly ignored. So <laughs> my last request for payment has gone unanswered. So uh, I sent them a little reminder, you know, a pleasant little, a polite nudge to say, hey, 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 even though you didn't pay us, we still been talking about your stuff. Did you send a nicely worded email? I sent a PayPal payment request, uh, an invoice yeah, as you do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, okay. the last one, the reminder one just says, hey. We pay st- the fuck up. No, it didn't. It says, we still believe in you. Do you believe in us? 
Nice. Right. I still That's don't all. believe in them. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, Manscaped, if you're listening. We tried. We're still here for we're you. Still. But this is what our podcast our podcast sounds like without you. Right. All right. Now I'm starting to get stabby in my pants. You know, they're <laughs> growing in. They're getting into that bristly phase. Okay. But if they want to keep me from going full Sasquatch, you live up to the contract you wrote. Right, yep, yep, yep. you know, live up to your end of the deal because don't force us to not go out and find another sponsor because we'll we've proven that we could do that for damn near eleven oh, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you can add penalty and interest. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. the The penalty will be what? Oh, we'll find ways to misuse the Manscaped devices <laughs> for a year. Oh, I can't wait. We still haven't <laughs> taken like. I can. Has anybody wait. Did, has anybody done an internet search yet for Ku Klux Klanscape? No. <laughs> is that slight site available? We're going to get it. Oh, what about Clamscape? Clamscape. Is that available? We're going to get it. All right. Well, Transcape. Transcape. <laughs> Again, Transcape. <laughs> is that shit available? I don't know. Right. But what I do know for a fact is. Is Manscape 4.9 available? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there we go. So that's that. But anyway, about these law enforcement protocols and stuff like that. Do you want your motorcycle, which has an OBD sensor on it, mm. which has location sensors i mean jesus christ i got vespas out here that have that are linked in yeah. i got vespas out here that have bluetooth technology in them and can report their location back except right? for the guy that left his next to the dumpster with his title and keys in it. had he had that feature we know <laughs> yeah. where his fucking bike is right now that's true right but he didn't it's going to make it more dangerous because you get on the freeway right. usually you want to get on faster and merge into traffic yeah what are you going to do? You're going to get on at the same speed when everybody's blocking you in? Hey, no, the other cars are going to be speeding. So it's going to so change wait, the whole thing. I got a thing. question for you. Did you ever get on the freeway on Clegg Road going on Interstate 90 or, on your light ace? Or if, your you're, Toyota light ace? Or if you're listening to your GPS, uh, yeah. Clog okay. A. <laughs> your Clog A. Clog A Road. Okay. Yeah, you're at about 43 miles an hour yeah, trying right, to get right, into right. fifth gear. Yeah. <laughs> so that on-ramp where we live, you know, so in this area trying to get on that freeway, that on-ramp is like, they should have a sign that says, engage hyperthrusters now. Right. Because whenever they decided, I'm sorry, when they decided to put the Clegg Road on-ramp on, they didn't consult physics. Right. And they were like, we have this much room, but the, the vehicle has to get up to 65 miles an hour. He's got plenty of room. Coming out no, of a it two, doesn't. Coming out of a cannon, maybe. Two, two no, that's what I'm saying. Right. I We're love that turn, yeah. and I've done it so many yeah. times. Isn't like, that? I, I never have a problem. Okay, with you it. never have a problem with that turn. That's the one where we all fucking almost killed each other, right? Yeah. 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 Totally safe, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It's great. Yeah. Now, do it with 31 horsepower. Right. No, right. no, no yeah. So, do it with 31 horsepower. Do it in a 1967 Volkswagen Beetle. No. Do it with six and a half horsepower. There's a lot of cars that were legally sold in this country. That cannot do that safely. Yeah, they can't get right. on the road. They can't get on there because everybody else on that road's going 80 miles an hour, 85 yeah, right, miles an right, hour. Right. And it's a 60 mile an hour road. So, so that turn. Yeah. And also decreasing radius yeah. ramps. Who designs? What's the engineer look down at the paper and say, I'm going to fuck everybody who ever gets <laughs> on this ramp and they get a decreasing radius yes, ramp. Exactly. I well, mean, yeah. every exit that I've ever gotten off in Pennsylvania, like where I live, because yeah. it's always like you're getting off and it's a mountain. Yes. So you're like, oh, I'm getting off the highway. And, Whoa. 15 miles. <laughs> <on the side. laughs> Welcome to Mercer County. And there's just, yeah. Yeah. Exit ramp Skid speed. Marks, Six. People, you know, yeah. There was there was one at Hermitage that went down to like this big building that had the white and black checkers. Yeah. That fucking thing was like 95 degrees the wrong the way. The wrong like, way. It was like, 
<laughs> yeah. you get off, you're like, oh, I'm going to get off and slow down. No, I'm not. You better be standing on the brakes. I have uh, got friends that are sport bikes and sport sport bike enthusiasts. You know. Squids. Mm, they wear bright colors. Okay. Right. So these guys are sport bike enthusiasts, but you know, if you live in Florida or if you live in Ohio, sometimes we don't have a lot of curves. No. So what these dudes do, and I'm not kidding you, look this shit up. What they do is they do on ramps. Oh, I did that. They do clover leaves. Yeah. So these guys just go from clover leaf oh, no. to clover leaf to clover leaf to, to, to turn. Me so they, Mark, they can turn. So at they can 271 in Mayfield. Me right. and Mark yeah, used yeah. to go at two in the morning. Yeah. He had his Ducati. I had a ZX seven R yeah. and we would do that. You get on, go yeah. around, get off, go around, yep. get on, go around, yep. get off. We'd do it for two, three hours yeah. before another car would come. And that's all you're doing. Yeah. You're just doing on ramps and off ramps. It was fucking Clover great. Ex- exchanges. And you get real comfortable, man. You're dragging knees exactly. and everything around that shit, dude. What? Right. Oh, because yeah. there's no. And Esther's saying, Herbert, what's who's out there doing this shit all night long? <laughs> <laughs> if you're in those high rise apartments that are out yeah. overlooking the next thing and you look over and you're like, oh, we got a slot car set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two motorcycles. Yeah. It is fun. Herbert though, says, I got an M1 here. Let me see if I can get this guy. <laughs> Those iron sights are a little bit hard. Uh, doink. Oh, I got him. <laughs> I just, Let's uh, get the other guy. I heard when I was younger, I, I had a buddy that was like, oh, yeah, that's all I do is I do on ramps and off ramps, on ramps and off ramps. Yeah, wow. I was like, that's clever. I think I'll go out and do it. And I had an interceptor at the time or something. And I was like, oh, great. You know, because I, of course, I didn't even think about that. I right. was like, that's brilliant. With the gear wine lit up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but I went out. But here's what I discovered real quickly. Whatever falls off a car... Oh, yeah, or an 18-wheeler falls off on the on-ramp or the off-ramp. Yeah. So there's so much fucking deritus. You know, there's so much junk and FOD. Like, look it up, FOD. Um, there's so much FOD on the fucking road everywhere around that I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I am not going to get a puncture leaned over at 62 miles an hour. I got to get out and sweep this place first yeah, before I have fun. Shit. Yeah. I mean, like any other turn I go out in the country and stuff is a clean turn. Meanwhile, if you're at the corner of, you know, 271 in Mayfield, that motherfucker is just littered with mattresses and casters that came off of golf carts and, you know, shopping carts and shit. We only lost one guy one time. <laughs> On an FZR 600. He was a newer rider. Yeah. He came out to play with us, right. and he slid through the grass and fucked his bike uh, up pretty good. Yeah, well, I, iron sights. Yeah. We had a gentleman that was a friend of ours for many, many years, and you know, we good friend of ours, and he made the transition from being a, a man to a girl. No, no, no. From being a sport bike enthusiast to a Harley rider. Same thing. Okay. So, uh, but when he did, when he switched over to Harley Davidson, he got this Harley Davidson. He couldn't wear a helmet and leathers anymore. So he couldn't wear a helmet and proper jacket and gloves anymore. So he had, and he did, and he transitioned. uh, He made the full transition. To headbands and to, to <laughs> do rags and the do rags and cuts. Yeah. Yeah, he did, but he didn't survive it. So oh. he was out doing an on ramp thing that we know here locally. And he was doing an on ramp thing on his uh Harley Davidson and didn't survive it. Oh wow. And that's and that's one of those things. It's like, you know, the bike the bike that you know ran into some debris on the on ramp because he wasn't upright and scraping. Right, <laughs> yeah, there you go. he was upright and the bike was leaned over. It all comes back to Fort Nine. Goddamn, he could have just walked off of it if he was smart. Yeah, he could have just walked away for fuck's sake. So I mean, that's that really is. I mean, you know, as silly as it is, you you take your curves where you can find them. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just what it comes down to. But if it does turn into that, so if it does turn into you're going to go 75 miles an hour in a 65 zone 
and you're going to get a ticket in the mail next week. Because I did, uh, you know, I was just happily motoring around in Europe, you know, just running down the, you know, Motostrada in Italy and a place that normally doesn't have a speed limit, apparently. In, in the this, beginning, you'll be able to do a lot of the license plate jamming yeah, stuff. Yeah. Put, put, like blink them out. You can, right. you can do a lot. Because mine was all based on taking a picture of the back of the rental car I was in. Right. And that's one of those oh, things yeah. that, you know, at... At the speed I was going, they saw fit to send a, a letter that include a request for payment to the rental car company, and it was a high enough dollar amount that they forwarded it to me, right? So I had you to put pay. a cover over it that's going to flash. Like whenever yeah. they take the picture, it just flashes. Yeah, light. and I mean, if they can't read your license plate, they can't give the you technology is going to be. Where, where do you get those covers? Order them on the Amazon. You know, I they was have, just going to say, have reflective spray paints. Yeah, there's all kinds of on. things for that, and then there's also just, hey man, James Bond did it right. Just have a little spring-loaded license plate thing that when you're going over 75 miles an hour, you press the button and, you know, your license plate folds up and then the license plate of a similar ZX14R that's owned by somebody you don't like is the one that's showing. It's illegal as fuck, but you're going to get a lot less tickets that way. <laughs> and some poor bastard in Cincinnati is going to be getting your tickets. Saying, God damn it. He's going to be like, I was never in Cleveland. So, the so other what, thing, though, that can help save us, though, is yeah. the power of your phone. So if you get right. your phone, yeah. it'll tell you that there's speed lights. You yeah. know, as, as soon as Google's yeah. going to have that mapped out. Waze gonna... already tells me there's yeah. a cop on the side of the road. He's six foot one. He's giving a ticket to a blonde in a red convertible, yeah. and he'll be busy for the next 14 and a half seconds. So what's, you know? so what's the rule? I, I, I was in a... I wasn't on the rally, but I was in an event. Uh, scooters were involved, yep. right. and they started passing around a roll of yep. just masking tape. Yep, yep. Because they had a lot of cameras yep. in the area, and then yep. they did that. So, what's the rule? Yeah, because if anybody the group knows ride, here, they didn't want the they didn't want the group ride to end up everybody in the group ride getting a ticket, Chicago, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. and also parking on the sidewalks and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And well, so I mean, the idea is, if you if you block your plate, it's illegal. Yes. So it but, doesn't matter what you do. But right, they're not interested in that. Well, of course not. So the law enforcement officers are not concerned with pulling you over and writing you a ticket for the tape on your plate. But if you go past a traffic camera and you violate the red light, it's going to take a picture of your plate and it's going to automatically send you the request for payment. Right. But if your plate is obscured, it can't do that. Do right. not use tape. Use a little bit of mud. Yeah, yeah. If you have to go right. mix up a little bit of mud, right. just go plop. Yeah. As long as, you yeah. Def- as long as you make one of the numbers, <laughs> you're good. One little... Sp- that's a good... That's, that's <laughs> a great point. Well, well, I, I had no assume, idea, man. And then so, as you get pulled over, this is like, my oh, attorney. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Let me wipe that up. Snow on the back here. I, I was going to say, I never renew any of my registrations in the wintertime. As long as there's snow around, I will admit, I'm like, yeah, that, that <laughs> snow really piled up on my back bumper, right? Yeah. Uh, there, but and it's actually <laughs> in spray foam. Christmas tree snow. Yellow. It's stuck to everything. It's 71 degrees out. How do you still have snow on your license plate? I have a dog. All the snow is yellow. It came with it came with tinsel. But so I guess the I guess the deal is what happens when your vehicle is fucking you? So what happens when your bike or your car is tattling on you? You know, so there's going to have to be a technology that somebody comes up with. that's going to be like the ECU fooler or something. Like you said, putting the wrong size tires. It'll be 14 hours after they initiate this law. Are they going to charge you and make you buy a box for your old car to retrofit it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another question. So because this technology has existed in our, you know, in Japan and Japan for now 14 years, um, this is something that 
is not just, I bet you that's never going to happen. Fuck you, dude. It's already happening. Yeah. It's going to be you like know? the cable boxes. You go through the McDonald's drive-thru. You give the guy 20 bucks. He hands you the... You know, the thing you used to plug into the, the satellite box? Yeah, yeah you plug filter. it in, you yeah. get all the channels. Right. When it goes bad, you drive back, see the McDonald's drive through windows. So there's that one guy in there, you're oh, like, Oh, my Amazon Fire hey, Stick here. has been up, rejiggered <laughs> so many times. Yeah, that's like. Cinema HD and the rest of it. Yeah. It's fun. So, I mean, I just thought that was an interesting thing because when it does turn into like a 200 mile per hour motorcycle, you know, this bike right here is, it's. It's already governed once. The manufacturer said, I'm going to govern it 186 miles an hour. But how much fun would it be to have this if you knew that, one, when you went 80 and a 70, it was narking on you, or two, it just straight up didn't let you go 80? Yeah. What's the point even so, having it? And that's the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, here's the question. You want to go out to the dealership. Your Johnny got a lot of bucks. You go to your dealership, you buy yourself that beautiful kick-ass Nissan GTR, right? And that motherfucker won't go over 111 miles an hour unless you're at the racetrack. And so Yoshi, you go to Yoshi. Yeah. He puts on a, he sells you a box for right. 500 bucks. Right. And you're golden. But the second he puts that box in, that box now screams to the authorities that you've got an illegal box. Well, not yeah. not necessarily. I mean, he oh, could, I think it will. I, I think, think I think if you could, you could clone the box right. and then just manipulate some of the parameters, and they're right. just like it's like in your control program. Right. Like, what are your constants? I mean, right. like you have a constant for your gear ratio, you have a constant for whatever. Yeah. All you have to say is like my gear ratio is four four thirty right. instead of three fifteen, sure. and then it would change. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. make any difference. Right. It would give you. So that's the question is, is your ECU going to tattle on you or is the GPS that's built into your ECU going to tattle on you? Because if your ECU says you're going 71 miles an hour and your GPS says you're going 114, you're probably going to have a problem. It's not the GPS. You have to have a a SIM card and a cell account. Yep. So there's like three right. antennas. There's a radio. Yep. There's a cell. And yep. There's a GPS. Yep. So they actually have a SIM. So card. they know where the fuck you are just by triangulation. Yeah. So even if you don't have a GPS emitter or transmitter, so again, here we go. Build a better mousetrap. How much fun is it going to be to have a 200 horsepower motorcycle when straight up the only place you're going to be able to stretch its legs is on a racetrack oh. if that racetrack is geo fenced out? So what you're saying is hold on to all your vintage bikes. Yeah, it could be something be- there, right? <laughs> Our yeah. runners are back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there, man. Uh, because, you, you know, I grew up at a time when a lot of cars that were out, a, car, a lot of cars that existed, you'd see this car and this thing would have a, a 440 big block in it. And they'd be like, it's 289 horsepower. Thank you, 1972. Well, we're not talking necessarily about that. We're talking mostly about the insurance industry. Yeah. And we're talking about car companies that voluntarily de-advertised. They lied the wrong way. They were like, oh, check out the new Dodge Polaro with 289 horsepower because at 300, our insurance cost doubles. Well, you you ever watch Donut Media? Yep. Oh yeah, they did. The they did a whole fucking episode about the fact that, like, in like I think it was like 1984 or something, yeah. all six major car manufacturers yeah. Yeah, yeah. agreed to like make cars only go the fastest, like 185 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And but they they also uh, they 
basically initiated the tuning market because yeah. they still made the bottom ends and everything else right. able to be 700 horsepower. Sure. So they were like, hey, it's 280 horsepower, but if right. you want to make it better, yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. So well, I mean, I was buying motorcycles in the 80s where every speedometer went to 85 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Could the bike go 127? You don't Bet know. you could, but well, you don't know. You don't and know. it's no fun because you got no bragging rights. Right. So the idea was, you know, nobody's going to brag about how long their dick is if you can't see the end of it. But here's the funny you part. Know? So my Suzuki's, my, my yeah. 80 Suzuki's all go to 85. Yeah. Unless you buy the Japanese clocks. Of course. Then they go to 160. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I thought it was more restrictive in Japan. So they're just truthful, and they're like, you can only it's go 75. Steve. No, they didn't, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, Steve. They didn't lose the court case uh, that said, in the interest of saving the economy, I'm sorry, saving the environment and our fuel shortage, right. we're going to limit speeds the, the speed of vehicles to so that they don't burn too much gasoline. And every car in America, I don't care if your car said 911 on the side, it had an 85-mile-an-hour speedometer. Right, Corvette. Has an 85 Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And the fact that it goes like this and just sits there and the, the tachometer well, goes like that. It does a nice little thing. It has the analog 85, right. yeah. but then there's a digital. The digital, right. Uh, and that's exactly it. So the uh, analog stops at 85. Right. His car has a digital that goes up to 135 or 140 or whatever the car can do. Right. Right. 86. So- <laughs> <laughs> But the point being, they they walked up to what the law says and they tiptoed right on the edge of it, right? The law said 85 mile per hour speedometer. The law didn't say 85 mile per hour top speed. Right. And with the Honda CB, the CB1000 Custom or the Honda CB1100, the law said 85 mile per hour speedometer. With your Suzuki, it said 85 mile per hour speedometer. It didn't say 85 mile an hour top speed. Right. So with the existing American clocks, your bike went to 85 and that's where the pin was. Uh, mm-hmm. But the bike kept going. Oh, yeah. Right? The odometer would meet, the odometer would still register as though the bike were going 110 or 120 or 130. It would still count the same speed, but the needle was pinned. Yep. Hence, pinned the needle. Now, it was simply due to a regulation that said in the United States those vehicles had to be equipped with an 85 mile per hour speedometer. Look, I deal with this shit every day where these turn signals are, where the brake lights are, what type of headlights they have, what kind of fucking speedometer they have. It's the reason why Americans have been getting inferior quality shit for a very, very long time. And it's a reason that people that work in those cool factories hate us because, I'm sorry, hold on, stop. We got to build the American bikes today. Mm. What? We got to build the American bikes. And it's a shame we ran out of gas in like 1990. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, exactly, right. It didn't help. It didn't change anything. But every single manufacturer that I've ever bought a vehicle from hates building bikes for America because our wiring harnesses are different. Our brakes are different. Our tires are different. Our fucking turn signals are different. Our headlights are different. Everything's fucking different. The switches are different. So you can't just build one motorcycle for the whole fucking world and build them happily and make them all great and and be really good at your job because every once in a while, oh, fuck, we got to build the American bikes today. And then worse, the California American bikes. Which Again, just on a goes much bunch just of goes one more yeah. step further. So they probably just—I would say they probably build most everything like the California bikes, wouldn't you think? I mean, by today's now, standards, yes. Yeah. So, and remember that we've got Euro four, Euro five, Euro six compliancy too. That's creating its own issues, and that's fine. But let's just like let's uh, let's agree that if you live in Wisconsin, you are ultimately bringing breathing in the fart that somebody put out their asshole in China, right? 
Right. So they should just make them standard. So there should be, there one, should be standard one standard for, for the whole making, fucking yeah. planet. Yeah. Right. Unless you can tell me that, you know, the wildfires that are happening in California aren't adversely affecting people that live in Michigan. Right. Well, they are. Right. So well, what, they're affecting everybody in the entire world. This so, is my point. I mean, this is it. So, you know, because we do kind of, you know, there are weather patterns that move air around from point A to point B. Hey, let's just have a universal standard. So the car that gets sold in Canada can also be sold in Mexico. Let's have it be so that the car that's sold in the UK can also be sold in Russia or whatever. Just make a universal fucking standard, you know, and then let let there be shit like K trucks and stuff that is like clearly sketchy as fuck but doesn't qualify to, for going on the freeway or doesn't qualify for, you know, you know, it doesn't, Hey, it's the, I kill you soon. 200. It doesn't have airbags. <laughs> it doesn't have crumple zones. It, it doesn't have seatbelts or whatever, but it also isn't allowed to go on the freeway. It's not allowed to go over 45 miles per yeah. hour or whatever. I plowed I through four gear with my truck and it put a little dent in it this big. I'm <laughs> serious. It would have wrecked that. It would have yeah. smashed an American car. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I want anything that goes. If you want to ride a golf cart down the highway, you're good to okay. go. If you want to take a minute. You, know, well, you were riding that Versus like it was the speed of a golf cart the other week. Okay, Mr. 40 mile an yeah, hour. Yeah, right. In the fucking rear view mirror. <laughs> we already had dinner and beers, and you just hit the fucking parking lot looking for us. <laughs> no, I'm saying at round four, you're doing like four miles an hour on the freeway. Because I was about, I told you like a half hour ago, I was about ready to run out of gas. Ah. Uh, so he slowed down to save oh, fuel okay. in hypermile. No, no, on the way home. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's no way this anybody's buying this. Steve. No, actually, because you have the you have the longest standing record of being the slowest person any of us have ever <laughs> ridden with. If you're not on your zero, also, also, yeah. if the road is long, right. and there's a stop sign, right. he's slowing down about 4.9 miles miles before, before the, the stop, stop sign. sign. So yeah, as soon as he can optically identify it's, it's a stop sign, it becomes valid. Yeah, right. He's like, that's a stop sign. And then he then he goes for the next two miles at four miles an hour to get there oh, to make to get, sure to make sure yeah. Yeah, for one like, minute you turned into Roy McSquinney. <laughs> <laughs> Roy McSquinney, and now and now you feel like you're you know racer X. <laughs> oh. Ouch! Ouch! Oh. Hey, What's the big hey, racer X hat stand for? I have you know you're like Speed Racer, so Racer X saves Speed Racer's ass many times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see. Come on, Chim Polite Chim. Polite competition, <laughs> exactly. That's Chim Chim over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I want to okay. be the guy. Who's, who's the guy? Dixie? Who's Dixie? Who's Dixie? No, who's the guy that goes? Clearly, it's Oscar. Who's the guy that goes? I want to go. That guy. Oh, I have no idea. Speed buggy. It's the air wrench. Oh, speed that's speed buggy. buggy. Yeah. That's, yeah. A that's only a different. Oh, jeez. Again, I liked, it. I liked it better. I liked it better in their who, sound effects. Who's schlep car? Yeah, <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Um, <laughs> schlep car. So, <laughs> she schlep. said schlep car. Well, no, no, uh, no, there you no, go. No. It's not even plugged in. You failed. I pl- I, I'm plugged uh, in because it was... I failed, uh, I failed uh, really bad before, but that was a pretty all bad right. Uh, all right. So, um... Dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. Not to beat a fucking dead horse. But, uh, so I did want to read just a couple of emails that we got that are kind of important. I think we should we should give them a little bit of, a little bit of uh, bandwidth because Schle- they're pretty I kick-ass. Like yeah, here we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we got a buddy. So we got a, one of our Patreon listeners, Michael Woods. Michael Woods, thank you very much. He's got a technical question for us. Mm. I like technical questions. So Michael Woods says, hey. Why do the forks on all modern BMWs leak more than any other bike? 
The fork seals appear to be fine, but there's a hell of a lot more gunk than I've ever seen on any of the five fire blades I've owned. Hmm. So this guy's got a certain amount of experience with sport bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fire blade, in case you weren't aware, is a CBR. 900RR. CBR 900RR in, in, in the UK. So that tells us where he's calling from. Also, I and, mean, like those fork seals on, well, fire blade fork seals, because I've had like 25 yep, of those bikes. Yeah, yep. They're stout as fuck. Yes, they like, are. You can, wheelie the, you can beat yeah. the living fuck out of them. And yeah. It takes like two years to break exactly. a fork seal. So here's what he says. He says, I thought it might be either A, the design flaw of the upside down forks, which are new to BMW, and that gravity's making the oil run out right or b that he should slow down over speed bumps and that they are not just little ramps (laughs) well they're so fun though (laughs) i would say if he is in the uk is he cleaning his forks and how much shit's going up inside or c did they put too much oil in there well that too yeah so i guess you know um topes right eventually Uh, it'll stop yeah, eventually it'll stop, right? <laughs> exactly. yeah. I guarantee at some point they won't stop. But I think what he's complaining about is that he's seeing a lot of grime. Mm-hmm. He's seeing a lot of grit, grime, and, and debris accumulating on there that, that he knows that's sticking to something. And Maybe he's just getting a, little, like, a lot of surface oil on the, yep. on, you know, and it's building up grime. Yeah, and that's the thing is with any forks whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, they're not perfectly dry. Like fork seals... You know, the the true thing is if we go up to baby powder, we take some talcum powder, some baby powder, we walk up to any bike, any brand new, as the new as the motherfucker might be, and we splash some baby powder yeah. on there, there's going to be stick. It's going to stick. It's going to pick it it's up. Lubricant, yeah. And so there is a sheen of lubricant mm-hmm. that's on there that the seal doesn't fully pull away. There's something, you know, kind of at that in the, the tiny, tiny, tiny pores that are in the chrome uh, or whatever the surface might be. There's going to be some moisture there. There's going to be something there. And if he's judging the amount of the seals leaking based on just how dirty there are, it's probably better to, before you call it a leak, measure how much oil's in it and see, are you actually really leaking? Um, do you have actual leakage? Meaning like, you know, the in the military, we had classes of leaks. We could, we could call something a class one leak, a class two leak, a class three leak. Is this personal or equipment? Yeah, it was <laughs> for all of the above. Yeah, and, and once you learn the technique, once you learn the system, then you're kind of like, oh, that's a class one leak. You know, that's just a visual evidence of moisture. Is, is there a thing, or I, I'm not aware of, but is, is there such a thing of maybe using a cheap fork oil that's, might be yeah yeah absolutely sure right yeah right you were not more and i think that steve might be onto something because what i will say is when it comes to showa suspension systems when honda does a showa system you know that's if you have a showa system on your bike you have a honda system on your bike showa is honda so they tend to be fucking robust as shit. Yeah. But don't they, they have a ring inside, then they have the dust seal on the yep. outside. I, yep. I would assume that what they're talking about, though, is upside downs. So I would assume yeah. that in this situation, he's comparing apples to apples. He's comparing a set of BMW upside downs to a set of uh, Showa upside downs. But do they have an inner? I mean, do they, they all have an do. Inner, so okay, they the, all have that yeah. inner ring. So in the, if the, you look at this motorcycle here, that's sitting here, it's got upside downs on it. They're Kawasaki, but they they might even be Showas, right? Because can't they, tell because there's covers. There's bo- there's legs, yeah. boots on them, so so you can't see the fun part. Well, BMW a f- right. few years ago, I don't, I don't know, like ten years ago, yep. decided to make all their vehicles totally recyclable. Right. So you wonder if the formulation of their rubber is like following that thing where it's already breaking down yep. 
in order to be to be like recyclable or to be landfilled and like a, you know. Well, also, what BMW does bio, he have? Yeah, biodegradable. Right. Because, so, so it's leaking because it's already breaking down well, on the bike. Also, let me ask you this. So with, with a lot of the BMWs, they have that telescoping, the thing where the shock's inboard, and then the, yep. the, the things are just the forks things. And those, to my knowledge... That's the telelever. Telelever, that's right. it. Telelever. They, they run a lighter oil, too, because your shock is not in the fucking fork. So like, couldn't it be that this, this is just a way lighter oil? And it's well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. not, either but now, but now, but shittier like, or not the right one. But no, but I'm just saying, like now, there's a reason for it to be lighter oil because oh. the shock's not even in it. The shock is actually in the telelever part, and the oh, fork tubes. Oh, I get it. I get it. The yeah, fork yeah, tubes yeah. are just dampeners. That's all they are. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question. Well, no, and I so I wanted to weigh in on this because too late. It's okay. We had an R9T in here. Mm-hmm. So we had an R9T that we'd taken in on trade. And right when I got the bike, and the bike had maybe 3,000 miles on it. Actually, probably 1,800 miles on it. It's pretty fucking low mileage. And I noticed from the day that I picked it up, like it, it had at the bottom of the travel, the, the suspension, because they're upside down, it had giant fucking bands of goop. Like, mm-hmm. like it clearly, line. yeah, it had a point where these, these shocks aren't going down anymore. And I wiped it off. I cleaned it off dutifully, as you do when you're trying to sell bikes. You know, you don't want to have that showing. And I went out and rode the bike like 30 miles, 40 miles. I came back and motherfucking line was back again, right? I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, okay. And so I wiped it off again and off I fucked. And that motorcycle perpetually had these, you know, Lines, the, the dirt lines, the rings, the rings around the tub, right? Schlep lines. Schlep lines, or whatever it was. <laughs> and what is kind of interesting is I had no point during the time we had the bike or anything else had any reason to believe that the forks were leaking. Mm. Never. It wasn't dripping. It wasn't, it wasn't dripping, dripping, right. And so that's that class one, class two, class three leaks. And so what I was looking at was I was reading that presence of a dirt ring around mm-hmm. the, the fork. That would be the fork stanchion because they're upside downs Mm -hmm. right so i was reading that as being well this thing is clearly weeping some fluid it's clearly weeping some fluid past the seal but i don't think it really was what i think it was is it's just a dusty environment you got brake dust down there you got road grit and grime down there your tires are fucking constantly fucking off right it's just it's a dusty dirty place and that is a damp thing and so that is going to attract debris and shit to be there right and if you think about it like it, the fork seals can't be tight enough to completely suck like you know to keep all <laughs> yeah, the moisture yeah, yeah, in right. there because it wouldn't it wouldn't it be wouldn't smooth do, it right. would cease to lubricate and that's yeah. what the oil's there to begin with anyway right, right, so right yeah. so even long before it was a dampening properties and everything else it was still to be a lubricant right because even if it was just a spring inside you still needed to have some lubricity right. to allow the thing to slide up and down yeah, you'd have to spray with wd-40 every exactly. day i think you're better off having a little bit escaping through the seal because it's lubricating the seal right you wouldn't yeah. want a dry seal going up and down, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want it nice and lubed up. Yeah, so <laughs> I... I <laughs> so I really do think that in exactly what, uh, exactly what Steve is saying is that I do agree that the Fireblade, yeah. you know, the, the CDR, shot. it's going to be... Uh, a better bike. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. Like I, I think that if you're complaining about seeing these, you know, these smudges and stuff around the bottom of your, you know, your BMW fork legs, uh, your fork stanchions, the chrome part, 
Um, if you see that and it's bothering you, wipe it the fuck off. Yeah. And that line that you see in the picture, that's going to be there, right? That That's going to happen. You're going to see that. Yep. And that's not a cause for concern, I guarantee. Like, that is not a fucking problem. It might mean that you're having fun and taking it out into the fucking yeah, dirt and getting some shit in it. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you look at that picture, yeah. that area behind the the plate in front of it, it's going to be low pressure and it's going right. to deposit all, all when uh, particles go through there. Yeah. It's going to deposit it on the back side there. On the back side. Low, yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. that'll be a low pressure side of mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. So I guess to, to not answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have some sort of self-cleaning fork seal where every time it goes back, it leaves the dirt. It just keeps... Put sprayers on it. dirt that it picks up and mm-hmm. always leaves it up. It doesn't get I'm going to say that until you've until you've kind of proven that you have less fork oil in it now than you did a month ago, right? Right. Then I don't think you have a problem. Right. And that's the reason, too, why they don't... In every fork, there's not just the absolute minimum amount of fork oil to make things work. It's enough fork oil that it can work for a really long fucking time. Right. So they don't tell you to put, you know... Don't only put in, you know, 400 cc's of fork oil, not 410, Right. right? Because it's true. There is a reservoir of fork oil for a reason. Yep. Is anybody else hearing some whim, some like a really faint women woman's voice talking through the headphones? I'm not. No. Yeah. Um, I, I highly recommend that dude gets fork gators, and then he just can't see. Yeah, it. get neoprene fork gators. Yeah, just put them on, just don't, and they'll keep the it. dirt off of them and everything else. Like it'll it'll change your fucking life. Neoprene fork gators are cheap, and they are great. So thank you, Michael Woods, for that. Yeah, that definitely got us the the shit. Uh, so Jake Johnson, another Patreon member, mm-hmm. sending us a request. He says something. What do you think? Everybody, be quiet for one second. I heard it a little bit when I first put them on. It was almost like a maybe it's a maybe it's like one of our voices being like harmonically altered to be higher. Or, I mean, radio frequencies can get pulled into yeah, fucking cables. It's weird. It's like I hear a woman's voice. Like, so Do you still faintly. hear it now with no headphones no, on? I do <laughs> <not hear> <laughs> <laughs> they, are they saying kill your family? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying it sounded like somebody talking like kill, really, Steve. really faintly. Kill, 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 kill. I, I am I, your I, mother. I feel like I heard it like when I first put them on. Like it was almost like you could hear. Look, of all the people sitting around this table to hear fucking voices in their head, let's not <laughs> let's not let it be Steve. Okay. In fact, let's keep it away from both of the Steves. Yeah. Right? If we could keep both of the Steves from hearing women's voices in their heads, I'm going to feel a lot better about life. Yeah. Won't if, we all? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I'll take all the fucking phantom voices. I've been hearing that shit my whole fucking life. One more voice isn't going to hurt me. Honestly. <laughs> Between Kromke and I and his fucking being deaf and my tinnitus, that shit ain't cutting through. Give me those headphones. What? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what? He can set his head, he can set his hearing aids so they only hear women's voices. Yeah. <laughs> so Jake Johnson sent us a message and said, guys, I just got to say the music talk about all the saxophones in episode 341 was awesome. I used to play... Br- I used to play brass in school and you guys took me back. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. 
Sorry. <laughs> but Steve lost the bid on all the horns, yeah, so we don't get that. to play horns. I did check, and I do have an alto in my attic. So I, you know, I, I have an alto, and I have a regular, a standard trombone in my attic. I have two altos well. and a tenor. I don't read my attic. Again, so. we got to trade those two altos for something. So better than the I know. This is this is so on. <laughs> I'll learn it. I'll, like we'll we'll get the tenor out. I'll I'll fix the tenor up. We'll get the tenor working. I brought my guitar. Do you I still have your alto? No. No. Well, you back don't. home. Well, but we have one here. So we no. apparently we have three here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So we have three. We have three altos. Now, I, I am biased. I personally, I, I prefer the tenor, but it's yeah. okay. You can play an alto. You can play a fucking soprano Kenny G piece of no, shit. Fuck I, that I, I can heard. Heard. No, 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 no. Look, we're all just aspiring to play Barry. So that's yeah. just the fact. I, I heard that if the podcast plays some saxophones, a lot of the listeners get their wings. They get their wings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they get their uh, gremlin bells. If you think, oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say, if you think that having the noise of phantom female voices in your headphones <laughs> is bad, wait till you hear a, a, a three and a half reed going off on an alto. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cats in other countries are going to be dying. Somebody's going to be listening to the podcast on their headphones, and their cat's going to come fucking out of nowhere and claw their face off. Because yep. saxophones, human beings hear... 70% of the noise they make. Yeah. But 30% of the noise they make, humans can't hear. Right. So when I was a young kid and I'm you know, practicing, I would watch the cat come down to do something innocent, like take a shit or eat food or whatever. And then I'd start playing and the cat would turn inside out. <laughs> like... And just and just like go just fucking claws and fucking fang at me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just playing horn. But it's just it. We we can <laughs> only hear a certain amount yeah. of that. The frequencies that are just at the fuck you level for a lot of animals. Yeah, it's 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 real you're, something. You're, you're sitting there playing a G, but meanwhile the cat hears cat. Yeah, the cat <laughs> just hears one thing. Kill, kill, yeah. kill. Make the noise stop. Make the noise stop. Yeah, the whole idea is terrible. Hey, uh, my buddy used to say the definition of perfect pitch was when you threw the accordion out the window and it landed on the banjo. <laughs> and, and I always thought that wasn't giving enough credit to bagpipes. That's true. Because I oh, always figured yeah. there's no way to make a ceremony. You go to anything in America, I want to let you know. If you don't here, live... Again. Yeah? Oh, I did. Oh, oh, sorry. That was me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but if you live in America or if you're not from America, you may just assume that all Americans have a deep Scottish heritage because anytime somebody dies, somebody oh, pulls back, out bagpipes, bagpipes yeah. right? I always wonder that my last job, we used to do these like huge, like, like $2.3 million shows for yeah. like the, the unions and stuff. Right. And they'd always open them with a bagpipe fucking band. Yeah, a kilty band. Kilty, yeah. So and the I'm kilty like, band, yeah. I'm like, right. these guys are iron workers. What the fuck? They're union. They have to, yeah, right. well, what does yeah. that have to do with the fucking bagpipe? Do no, they play White. the bagpipes because, okay, so you go to a funeral like your right. mom Absolutely. dies, right. right? Right. Your mom's dead. You're feeling like shit. Right. They bring out the bagpipes and right. it's like, man, this is even worse. Right. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Funeral kazoo. Please. Oh, losing, my mom, losing my mom wasn't so bad. Yeah. The fucking bagpipes don't. If I, if, if I would have known that I'd have to listen to these fucking bagpipes, I'd have treated her better. I just stretched her out a few more years. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, whole psycho happened because he didn't want to fucking listen to the bagpipes. Exactly. So he left his mom in the room yeah. upstairs. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Anybody who's not from America does not understand that, like, I don't think Scottish people play bagpipes at funerals as much as we do. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, uh, this, this horrible thing happened and 14 people died in a bus crash. 
who's got the bagpipes. Yeah. Like, yeah. although and there they is. burn cow manure. Well, even the Catholic Church. Oh, the incense thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it smells like cow shit. Yeah, I have <laughs> no idea. But that, like, the whole bagpipe thing is so fucking weird. But there is that one punk rock chick who plays flaming bagpipes in There's a bikini. There's several people that do bagpipes better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go as far as to say better. Yeah, better. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. still going to go as far as to say mm-hmm. I am from that part of the world, and there is no sound at all that makes me feel like my cat felt. As like bagpipes. bagpipes. You yeah. just, you know, and they always come in it the same way. Yeah. They always start up the same uh, way. They always start up like, like they're thinking yeah. about it. Like they haven't found the note they're coming in on. It's like nobody who ever plays bagpipes plays the first second correctly. Right. They got to gear gotta up to it. They, they got to be they warmed gotta up. Their bags. It's, warmed up. It's, it's like a carbureted motorcycle. It's a bag you got to warm them up. <laughs> Bang. You don't even have to blow into the fucking thing. If you have an alternative air source. <laughs> That's true. Right? It's like the old player pianos you have to pump with your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a clue. You can take all that shit and just put a vacuum cleaner motor in it. <laughs> and it will do the exact same thing. So it's like, wah, 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 yeah. just need, all you need is a vacuum cleaner motor and you can quit pumping that bitch forever. I had an 1856 <laughs> Story and Clark put a vacuum cleaner motor in it. There was a switch underneath the piano. And you could play player piano music all day long. All day long. Didn't have to yeah. pump shit. Didn't have to sit there and grab the underside of the piano and pump your guts out. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Just let that bitch run and just rip through the rolls. Yeah. But fuck it. They, you could do the same thing with the fucking bagpipes. Just put a fucking vacuum motor on it and you can play bagpipes all day long. All consistent, normal notes and nobody has to listen to it. I'd rather listen to a compressor run. I would rather listen to many things. Many things. Yeah. Because anytime you see a band and they have like a bagpipe player, it's a novelty. Yeah. It's, you know, we all know. We all love the Dropkick Murphys. That's great. But every time the bagpipe player comes into the situation, we know it's just a novelty. But why does an accordion... I mean, they both use reeds. So obviously... Uh, bagpipe and accordion both use reeds. Yes. Why do accordions sound so much better than I bagpipes? I think it's because there's a certain degree of like the note is what the note is supposed to be with an accordion because there's a system of checks and balances. Because an accordion is a pipe organ squeezed down into a, box. a portable yeah. box, right? I mean, that's what it is. So, yes, you are providing the air pressure behind it. Does an yeah. accordion use one reed or multiple? Many, multiple many, 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 With many With a reeds. bagpipe, you've got one, one reed, reed, and you're just changing. Exactly. You know, so you're changing the length of the each tubes. Each note is a specific, yeah. yes. well-made reed. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So with, and with that's the bagpipes. That's never been breathed on or spit on. Yeah, also true. And with the bagpipes too, you are literally controlling the pitch of the thing. So right. I wonder, so with the new accordions and bagpipes, as two-stroke motors have come along and now the 2021s are using carbon fiber yes, reeds. Yes, So do instruments use carbon fiber There's a, I saw a thing I was accidentally on my Facebook today and because I, I, you know, I do occasionally, you know, look at musical instruments. I saw a thing today that they were trying to sell me a plastic trombone. <laughs> what? No, for real. There's a, there are companies out there selling you, you know, instruments for kids that are out playing, marching in the field yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. They don't want brass, the expensive brass, et cetera. They're selling plastic brass instruments. Hey, tubas are made out of Su- Sousaphones have been fiberglass for yeah. a long time. Well, the tops. Yeah, sousaphones. So the, the sousaphones. Bells. Right. Not, yeah. the, not the horn, though. Right. The part so, that gets banged up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was thinking maybe bagpipes are like square wave. Yeah, I think Almost. you're right. Like yeah. it's, it, they yeah. sound more square wave. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. And maybe accordions are more like yeah. uh, sine, sine wave. Sine wave, yeah. 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 Right. 
Yeah, and that's one of those or things too, because right, yeah. accordion, accordion. I mean, all all jokes aside, accordion is designed to be a, a, <coughs> you know a portable instrument that can replicate many different things. Yeah, there you go, plastic trombone. There you go. That's it. That's a man who can't afford a real trombone. <laughs> or, you know, or the plastic it's the solo cup of the trombone? it's the solo cup of the marching band world i can't rusty. believe nobody's dropped a rusty trombone yeah, joke in yeah, this whole fucking time yeah it's it's invisible friends of mine in what? madison but, but they don't have a plastic tr- uh saxophone no you've I'll never explain it no you go ahead and tell no, them we're not going to no, go down that hole man i if we we're not going to go down that hole we're not going to we're not going to go down that hole Hey. <laughs> oh shit yeah so i as far as i mean wait is that a rusty trombone no <laughs> no in fact it's the opposite it's a plastic trombone a plastic one. so yeah so and, and that's i mean basically just just kind of joking when we ass. we go down a that's the rusty part oh. and then you fucking oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! You guys, fucking hell, man! (laughs) Fucking hell! You know what? On that, I'm going to say it, (laughs) gentlemen, ladies. Well, lady, bass clef. (laughs) (laughs) To all of you out there with the XX chromosome, all one of you, ride fast and take chances.